Hey, so it has been a very, very long time. Um, I think the last time we recorded was May 29th. I think that's what I saw. I just looked it up. Um, yeah, it's been a while. It's been a really long time. Yeah, it was a while. Yeah, it's been a really, really long time. It's been like, actually, no, it's been like three weeks. So, um, as some of you guys know, all of Starving Artists was on a hiatus. Um, what, for like two weeks? I think about that, yeah. Yeah, all the Starving Artists was on a hiatus due to the civil rights unrest. Um, so, I, I didn't I, I didn't want to take away from... Here's the thing, man. I do a lot of stuff on principle, and I didn't want to take away... Like, even though like we don't have a huge listenership. Like, I looked it up. Um, I actually have, like, the Apple Podcast and the Spotify. We have 50 listens to this. Probably. Oh, nice. Um, um, like, I didn't want to take away from Apple Podcast... Or from... I mean, whatever. I didn't want to take away from the protests that were going on, so I didn't think it was fair to be like, hey guys, the second civil rights movement is happening, but did you hear about Madden? Like, I didn't think that was right. So, we were on a hiatus for a while, and then after that, there was just, you know, some personal things, but we are back now. Um, we will go back to Saturdays. Um, so, starting in July, I'm trying to figure this out, because me and Richie record uh, Kickback on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I think what I'm going to do, because the new Patreon starts up in July, I think we're going to record on Saturdays, but I'll post this on either Monday or Sunday. What do you think about that? Yeah, that'll probably work out. Which one? Uh, what day? Oh, Monday or Sunday? Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking Monday. I guess you could do like beginning of the week sort of thing, Monday. Yeah, I'm thinking Monday. Yeah. And then like that if works. we really need to do something on Sunday, then I mean... Yeah, so a consistent Monday schedule. Yeah, because that. in that way, what you can do so starving art so um blur so kickback will come out Monday, and then blurred line or uh, kickback will come out blurred lines will come out Monday, blurred li- and uh, I'm so tired, dude. I've been going through it. I I I'm so tired. Blurred lines will come out Monday. Kickback will be coming out if I record on Tuesday and Thursday. I can probably have it come out Friday. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do that or, or like I mean, a Wednesday, maybe, maybe a Thursday, Saturday, maybe Monday, Thursday, Saturday, that might work. Yeah. Because that's like, what, a day or two in between? Monday, Thursday, Saturday? This is for Rich, you and Richie's? Yeah, but like the whole podcast, Monday, Thursday, Saturday, is actually pretty decent. Yeah, that actually works. Yeah, that actually that, works. That's a good one. I like that a lot. Yeah, okay, cool. So that, that would probably be the new schedule, um, starting in July, so... We'll go ahead and have it Saturday and then immediately after. And then starting in July, we'll actually put a day or two in between. Um, there's actually an option on, uh, what's it called? On RSS.com that lets you just, like, schedule a certain time. So it actually works really, really well. Yeah, I, we should have more of a schedule on some things. We should. Um, what I want to do, too, and this is going to be down the line, but I want to get an editor to actually, like, go in and, like, mix it properly. Like, I know a person, but doing three edits a week for an hour that's a crazy schedule what kind of editing like every like for one for everything like articles included or uh, just one for i am the editor uh, for the most part for the for, i mean but i mean like for editing i mean like sound editing and by that i mean like i'm talking at a really really loud level right now like this is not normal conversation tone well it is in our house but um and my mic is just not picking up like it's quiet like like, look at the, uh, look at the stuff. Wow. See what I mean? Wow. That's why, yeah, that's why I'm like, okay, huh. we need to find the right setup because 
it takes a lot to pick up for some reason on this fucking microphone. Which, I mean, shout out to the Blue Snowball for allow, for even allowing me to do this to begin with. But, hey, just move it, man. Yeah, but, but eventually down the line, like, me and Richie were talking about getting, like, um, like making a studio somewhere. I just don't know where we would do it. Oh, I think probably Richie's house. Richie's but, house, like, here's the thing. There's not that much space in there. There's not, well. No, I mean, because it's a house. Like, we it's could, a house that people live in. Like, honestly, you could just do it in, like, some sort of air-conditioned shed and just have, like, a true. quiet... You, you just need a quiet area, so... Yeah, that's true. Well, and I, I guess we don't really need electricity because everything's hooked up to my computer. My computer's 93%, I mean, baby. Nothing huge, really. Just a small... Yeah. But, yeah, this, you can, that's definitely doable, too. Yeah. So, I mean, the, but right now it's just, like, when you have a house that people have lived in for, like... 10 years, a podcast studio is not the first, you know. 10 years. Richie's yeah. been there for like 10 years. No, wait. Richie moved here the summer before long. we did. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. And then I was gone for like seven years, so. That's interesting. But, yeah, we can, so, yeah, really just making it more official, that could yeah. really help a lot. Well, so, I'm not sure if you read the press release, but there's like phases that I'm doing this in. So the phase, the first phase of the Patreon is to, um, is to cover the costs. So if I can cover the costs, which I mean, I think we did, to be honest, because one person pledged $25 and somebody else may be pledging soon. So we can cover the costs. Holy shit, dude. That's a game changer. Yeah. That actually, that would really help. That's a huge, that helps so much. And then phase two was paying you guys, you, Richie and, uh, Jacob. So, because here, the only problem is that, like, I don't know, I don't know how I want to pay you guys. I don't want, I don't know if it's like, okay, do I do hourly? Okay, that makes no sense because the writer's obviously going to, you know, spend hours and hours on his thing, whereas the podcast guy just comes in for an hour and talks, or two hours, and... You might have to do two pays, pays for both. Um, for I'm, I'm, well, I'm trying to consider, like, is $100 a month fair for everyone? Really, you just have to talk that over with exactly, with everyone, yeah, so. yeah, and and then you end up like in Mike Tyson's mysteries when pigeons being paid sixty thousand dollars a year, which is funny because it just hit me like a couple of days ago when I was rewatching. He lives in his house. Yeah, <laughs> so he's not paying me. rent. Don't look at me because you guys never thought to have that conversation. That's great. Also, what the hell is pigeon spending his money on? Oh, uh, hookers, hookers and, and drugs. Yeah, yeah, hookers and drugs. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's literally it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe some websites, but that's it. Jesus Actually, let's talk here. about that. How do you feel about like OnlyFans and stuff like that? That's tech, so I want to hear it. Uh, I'm calling it tech. Fuck you guys. Are you Are you saying like like Do you want to start an OnlyFans? Because I was like, no, <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Here's my okay. I'll talk. No, but like, how do you feel about OnlyFans? Like, how do you feel about? Well, it isn't primarily directed towards, you know, adult content, right? Like, anyone can do anything on there. It's like Twitch streaming. If I remember, it was, like, encouraged that you could have adult content on there, but it wasn't... But, yeah, it's basically Twitch. Yeah, so I'm okay with that. I think it's interesting because, like... So, so on the press release today, my... my, uh, a, A member of our family was like, Hey, so what are you asking for donations for? I'm like, these aren't donations. I'm not asking for donations. What I'm asking for is to be compensated for what I've been doing, and Patreon's a way to do that. And so I really, I'm really interested in like these middlemen companies, because that's what Patreon is. Yeah, that actually is interesting. 
Because you want to hear something crazy? Patreon is actually like helping me make make merch. Because they don't like Patreon doesn't actually do much. All they do, all they do is kind of get your stuff out there. Yeah, it's actually a really really cool system that I didn't really know about. But like actually, because I did my research, there's Patreon and Kickstarter, which I mean I know it's not the same, but like it, it, come on. But um. Yeah, I was just looking at different things, like, and when I looked at Patreon, they were like, oh, you can sell merch through us. So I was like, fuck, merch was a nightmare last time I tried to do it. And then they are like, oh, no, we just take a small percentage monthly, and we take, um, and we, after three months, we, we take the cost out of your donation. So I was like, that's not bad at all. Yeah, there's definitely things you gotta worry about, but... It's doesn't. It's not that bad. Right so basically, bat. so here's the thing: if you choose to support merch through them, let's say that you get a hundred dollars a month, right? Three percent of a hundred, you're still getting that ninety-seven dollars. So you're good. And honestly, after that, if you, the merch was that much of a deal breaker, you shouldn't have gotten it. So it actually is a pretty cool system. I, I was actually, I'm actually really, really happy with it. But we got a lot to talk about today. All right. So what do you want to start with? Uh, let's see. There's okay, we've got Cyberpunk being delayed. We've got WB Games is up for sale. We've got EA Play and all their reveals. We've got um, Sessions Live Beta, just, or uh, Trial Session just went up. We've got, um, let's see, what else? Uh, aren't there, what's the big, isn't Tenant? No, it's like next week. Technically, yeah. Yeah, I think tennis like next week. That's actually. not coming out though. Yeah, well, AMC reversed their uh, reversed their thing. So yeah. Reverse what? Because AMC is going out of business. Not anymore. How can you not anymore? Apparently, out of here's what's happening: is that Amazon's gonna buy them, and AMC just said that everyone that they're gonna stay open because apparently that's what's happening. I don't know if that's true, but apparently that's Honestly, what's happening. The only reason I like Amazon uh, AMC is because it gives a lot of smaller communities a way to go see movies so but the quality my, of amc just it's it sucks here's my I, thing regional man, theaters i really really think that at this point and this is what i'd like to see too you kind of need big studios to do this though um i don't want to see i don't want to see small time movies and like independent movies at big movie theaters because I feel like they get lost in the shuffle. And here's my example of that. Like, you, we, we go to concerts. Fair, I go to concerts all the time. You go fairly often. Atmosphere rocked the house at Marquee Theater. Yeah, they like wouldn't be able theater. to even fill the first level of Gila River Arena. Nah. nah. And that's fine. I'm not saying that that's bad quality. It's just like... Come on. Like, there... I... First of I all, let, let me just say this as the as the so uh, what would you call me? Self-proclaimed. Oh, the self. Uh, yeah, guru you christened me as the self-proclaimed music guru or something like that. But here's the thing: Do you know how hard it is to first of all run an event? Marquee Theater sits like three thousand, I think. I think it's either three or four thousand. That's their max occupancy. So you got five thousand people in for a show. That's crazy. You know how big. Um, Oh, fuck. What's that ring called? Talking Stick Resort Arena where the Suns play is? No. It's 23,000. So you'd have to, to, in order to fill that arena, you'd have to fill that marquee theater four times, six times over. Okay? Minimum. 
At minimum. Do you know how big University of Phoenix... Oh, what do they call it now? Something stupid. State Farm Stadium. Do you know how big State Farm Stadium is? 60,000. So you'd have to fill Talking Stick Resort Arena over three times. But, now I'm not sure how theaters exactly rent out movies or however that works. But what I think it is, it's not like you have to sell out every showing. It's more of that you have to have people in every showing. But the thing is, you're fighting every other showing. When you've got six theaters showing 12 showings of Avengers, and you've got one theater showing three showings of fucking Birdman. I mean, maybe not the best example, but yeah, okay. Um, but you're right. You are, you're, you're right that... I do like, um, not even, at that but point, imagine they're not if even they were regional, like, they're just indie theaters. Imagine like if it that. was like, we're only going to show our shit in Texas, oh, uh, what's it, no, not Texas, um, fucking, Alamo Draft House, um, what else, what's Film the other bar. one? Film Bar's local, but yes, but yeah, um, Alamo Draft House, there's another one. Are you saying like local or regional or what? No, there's another movie theater like that, and I can't remember what it's called. It's Alamo Draft House, and then there's another one, something Roadhouse. I know what you're talking about. I think it's like Roadhouse Cinemas or something. Oh, like that. that sounds familiar. Yeah, I think that's what it is. But imagine if like that's all they showed. We're like, all right, listen, here's Nightcrawler, here's fucking uh, oh, what's that fucking movie called by Kevin Smith? Tusk. Here's like all these lower name movies. I feel like you'd be able to cultivate... Because here's the thing that gets me. It's not like it's independent filmmakers. It's Sony fucking pictures, but they just had classics on the end of it. So now we just think that it's weird because Joaquin Phoenix is in it. That's a That actually you know is I mean? a good question. When does a movie leave the indie movie realm for you? Do you remember... Know, know what the best example of this is? Do you remember the Homestar Runner? Where it was independent movies versus indie movies. Yeah. And like the independent movie has uh, the the person who made the soundtrack himself on GarageBand. Oh, it was more jokes than that. And the indie movie had the band that played that one nationwide car commercial. And they did the entire soundtrack because they're actually being funded by the same branch of the company that owns the, like, the publishing for the music side of things. So when do you think that you should no longer say you're indie? Which one? Or independent? Who's an independent name? filmmaker? If your, shit's at Sun- name. if your shit's at Sundance, you're probably not independent. Okay. Because I was talking to, uh, like, Mo and stuff about this. There's, like, when you have a independent... Ind- if you When you have a huge name actor in it, is it still independent? If you went low budget on pretty much everything else? Only if you're Quentin Tarantino in 1993. Because I saw this one guy on Reddit. He made a short film, and he had, like... I forget what is I forget who exactly it was, but I think it was like David Burns. That sounds familiar. He was on it, and, and him and like another uh, another big name guy, or I know I saw another guy who had a um, Jud Law walk onto a set. He's like, "If are you still indie? Because I think I think yeah, I think that it depends on who's publishing, who's your producer. It depends on what the budget was, but I think the budget. To me, I think there's a lot of criteria for indie, and saying that first of all, saying Shia LaBeouf is an independent, uh, is a newcomer screenwriter and all that stuff, still makes me angry. 
Well, he's Why? not. Well, because he's not new to the film industry at all. Okay, all right, all right listen. All right, I got this for you. Okay, check this out. So I'm on film. I'm on uh, Sundance right now. So I'm just going to... Okay, here's a great example. Charm City Kings. Uh, screenwriter, one of them was Barry Jenkins. Um, Mouse wants to des- desperately wants to join the Midnight Click, an infamous Bal- the infamous Baltimore dirt bike riders who rule the summertime streets. When Midnight's leader, Blacks, takes him under his wing, Mouse soon finds himself torn between the straight and narrow and, uh, and a road filled with fast money and violence. Uh, Barry Jenkins was one of the screenwriters, and Meek Mill is in that movie. That's considered independent. Okay. Here's another movie called Palm Springs. And the screenwriter, the producers were Andy Samberg, Akiva Schaefer, Jorma Tacom, and the cast includes Andy Samberg, J.K. Simmons. Oh, yeah, Andy Samberg, J.K. Simmons. Are these movies really independent? Or is the. Here's Elizabeth Moss in a movie. Here is it, Evil Longoria and Tessa Thompson. And Nandi Asimov. Holy shit, what? So. So, like, it's Not the it's awesome this. used to play for the Raiders. Huh. That's interesting. But it's like this for me. If I... So, say, I, like me, I don't have any connections, really, to the film industry at all. And what if I saved up, you know, what movies... What is on, like, the cheap end for movies, which is about $100,000? Mm-hmm. That's on the cheap indie. You know, I save up all that stuff, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to see who I can get with this. And I, and I end up getting a big name, uh, two big name actors. Is that an ending movie? It's all my it's all my money, and it's all. Um, I don't know. It, it, I you know actually no. This is actually way easier. What studio is supporting you? Well, what if it's like actually independent? Like, I, then that's how it's independent. So that's you're, you're saying mean. studio? Yeah. Once you sign that distribution deal, I'm not sure if it's independent anymore. Okay, Sony Pictures that... Classics. Um, there's a couple other ones that I just can't think of. Cause here's here's the thing at Sundance they here's one of the movies that are featured at Sundance Be Water, I mean Logan was featured at Sundance one time. It was like when it for, when it was like just being announced. I fucking love Logan. It's the best I love superhero Logan. movie. Yeah no I'm, I'm yeah I'm going on record saying that I love Logan. That's one of my, that that is my favorite one. And I'm going on record saying it was the best superhero movie ever made. Yeah I'll take that. Okay, I was wondering if there was gonna be an argument there. Um, I'm about to get a Wolverine tattoo. What the fuck? I mean, you like Dark Knight a lot. Not as much as Logan. Alright. Not even close. But yeah, I mean, I'd say once once you start talking about different, like... Once you start getting major studios behind you, you're no longer independent. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, I'm... Because for me, indie movies is such a hard genre to define. That is well, almost almost here's impossible. The problem. Like, Indie shouldn't be a genre. I mean, it is like that. It that it like, is. It happens a genre. in music too. Like I love Tame Impala, but the fact that like, what's your genre? Indie? What? No. How's your genre independent? Now I've seen. Uh, shoot, they they aren't called independent, but they're called like. Uh, it's like new age or something like that. And they'll use that to describe anything, really. But New Age it just was like means a thing that... in the 80s. It was basically like people who wanted to sound like David Bowie. Okay. First of all, I might need to look more into that, because David Bowie's pretty great. Um, <laughs> fucking love David Bowie. But, uh... So... 
I guess, yeah, it is a genre, and that's, like, hard to define. It, it, it's, that's, like, a fact. Like, you can look at, I'm pretty sure Netflix... Oh, no, 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 I'm not genre. saying you're wrong. I just but, think that it's weird that your genre is independent. To me, it's more like... Like, like okay, long... imagine, like, hey, what kind of movies do you make? Michael Bay, action. Hey, what kind of movies do you make? Fucking... I can't think of any... Direct... Oh, Steven Spielberg, sci-fi. For for better or for worse, or for more, for more or less. Hey... What, what kind of movies do you make? Independent. So, It's honestly, weird. It's it's a weird. I'm it's just... also a feel of the movie. Some movies feel, like Woody Allen, he kind of makes a lot of movies that feel very indie. Okay. They are indie. Listen, we are never ever going to use the words Woody Allen and feel weird in the same sentence ever again. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to, he, he, uh, he does, there's a lot about him that's a very weird guy we know yo did you <laughs> did you hear what uh what Jesus and Mara said about Woody Allen no. they're like yo who's the black Woody Allen and they were quiet for like a couple minutes and they were like Donald Glover <laughs> and like I'll take it and at first I was mad I was like yo yeah. what the fuck and I was like I'll, I'll nah, agree with that yeah. nah <laughs> like nah he's right <laughs> cause I like Donald Glover Donald Glover I wanna see him more in roles where he has to actually like I want to see him more hands-on on his movies. Like a movie that's solely him. I don't. I want to see what it looks like. I don't. Because I think we saw that. I think that... I, I legitimately think that shows Atlanta. I, I really do. Because, you know what? I thought that he was going to be the hero. I don't think he wants to be the hero. I really don't. No, but he's the main character. No, he's not. Remember, that goes back to our back to our original point, like, podcast ago, was the main character is always the least interesting one. He is kind no. of a boring character. Is he the main character? Yeah, he's the main character. He's the agent. Oh, yeah. No, he yeah. is. But he's not the rapper. Yeah. He, yeah. Also shot like Keith Stanfield in that show. I was rewatching that shit the other day. Like, just some of his stuff. And, yeah, you know, it's fucking great. <laughs> Yo, so somebody on the phones the other day was like, I really like Juneteenth because it's not a made-up holiday like Kwanzaa. And it took me everything in my being to be like, Yo, everything made up, nigga, stay woke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... Just a lot just wrong with that statement. We'll just, just, we'll, just, we'll just move on. Stop saying dumb shit, people. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. What were we talking I about? I guess happy Juneteenth. Yeah, happy Juneteenth, y'all. Go watch... Uh, go watch... Uh, okay. Black movie, uh, Lightning Round. Go, name one. Anything Spike Lee. God damn it, Legend. Name a movie. <laughs> Barbershop, I don't know. Okay, uh, I gotta do the right thing. Um, The Five Bloods. Friday. Uh, She's Gotta Have It. Oh, that's a great pick. Dope. Uh, Moonlight. Fuck, that's not a good one. Um, Devil's Advocate, not actually sticking with this one, Too Fast, Too Furious. Um, Boys in the Hood. Uh, Bad Boys? No, Michael Bay directed it. Uh, Keep moving. You're looking for black directors? Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's starting to get small at this point. No, it's not. I got like five more. I just can't remember any of Spike Lee. Black Landsman, I guess? Okay. I can't remember the name of Spike Lee's other projects. Alright. Oh, fuck, I just have one, too. Um, Wrinkle in Time, because Ava DuVernay. The new also one? Selma. Are you saying the new one? Yep. Shut yeah. up. Well, I'll let, I'll let Selma. it go. Uh, so, uh, if you say Green Book, I'll kick you off this podcast forever. No. Alright, cool. Uh, no. Um, I think that might actually... No, it's not. We got more. Reason. It depends. You haven't even thought about one of your favorite directors. Jordan Peele. You haven't even thrown out a right. Jordan Peele movie. Oh, yes. Um, 
Then I'll go S. Get out. Okay. And you, there's like a thousand more Spike Lee movies you haven't even started with. Yeah, I know. I can't remember the name of any of them for some reason. Uh, I said do the right thing. Um, I'm running a blank on like every other movie for some reason. Let's see. Uh, do the right thing. Uh, fuck. She's got it. You said she's got to have it. You said Black Klansman. Oh, Poetic Justice. That's what I was going to say. Okay. Poetic um, Justice with Tupac and Jan Jackson. Menace to Society. Love and Basketball. Oh, now, now it just... Now you got it. White Man Can't Jump? Let me check on White Man Can't Jump. I don't think so. Yeah, I fucking love that movie, though. Also, what, 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 you, got, you also got to realize what makes a black movie. Is it the director? Is it the cast? Is it both? Or is it the producer? Because I remember for a while there, um, uh, Twenty One Bridges was labeled as a black Twenty One Bridges was labeled as a black movie. But Fuck any movie where, where black people are cops. It's Fuck just movie one. Cops. It Chadwick Boseman was the only black guy who was. Ooh, a cop. white man can't jump doesn't count. Why is Rosie uh, Press trending? Please be alive still. Oh, oh, she's good. Just no reason. Just oh, she's reason. tweeting about boxing right now. Okay. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Oh. Cool. Wait, she was in Birds of Prey. Oh, I actually forgot to watch that. She was not do the... Oh, yeah, she wasn't doing the right thing. Yeah. yeah shout out to uh, fucking Rosie Press. Oh, Friday. I already said Friday. You said Friday. Yeah. So what would you do? Uh, next Friday? Yep. And what's the last one? Friday after... Friday after yeah. next. <laughs> yep. All right. Oh, uh, uh, Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. I was going to name on that one, too. I forgot about it. What's the next movie or like uh, music movie you want to see? I, I would be interested in in uh, fucking. I would like to see a Snoop Dogg one. Ooh, Snoop would be really good actually. Because he's been. In I was gonna say movies. Public Enemy. Oh, that's a good pick. I was gonna say Public one. Enemy. Uh, I would like to. Snoop's see... a really good one though. Actually, low key, Snoop's a really really good one. I actually would like to see, especially a movie, since he's still alive. I like to see a movie based on a group that was that like kind of ahead of the time sort of group like like because um, they were doing rap way before it became main mainstream. I would like to see someone get focused in on one of those groups. What just watch the Get Down? To be honest, it takes place right before. Um, it takes place right before. Uh, fuck what was that? Like um, Sugar Hill Gang. So, I'm serious. Watch the Get Down. There's a lot of good actors in it. Shameik Moore's in it. Justice Smith is in it. Jaden Smith is in it. Not related. I also think... Uh, um, Giancarlo uh, Esposito's in it. He I, plays uh, a preacher. I talked to you about this. Baz Luhrmann directed. Yeah, I, no, I'd seriously. Go watch that I'd love to see a Kanye shit. West movie. Where Holy he, fuck. That looks more like uh, Rocket Man than... No, I want to see a Kanye West movie that looks Rocket... That makes Rocket Man look like fucking... I had a black and white movie in mind, but I'm not going to name that one because that'd be fucked up. I want to see a movie that makes... Yeah, no, I almost said that. Yeah, no. Oh, I want to see a Kanye West movie that makes Rocket Man look like... Singing in the Rain. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. So yeah, I, I me too. I want to <laughs> see this Kanye movie like six fucking hours long. <laughs> and I wanted to make no goddamn sense, just like everything that he did from my beautiful dark twisted fantasy up to like Jesus. Yeah, I definitely I want to see that, and I also want to see if he would direct it or if he would get a director. No, he would get a director for sure. Well, that's not again not a bad thing. because he doesn't direct his own videos, which isn't I mean not a bad like, thing. You know who directed one of his videos actually was um, 
Olivia Roosting. Roosting. He is the creative director for Balmain. He's a black guy. Also, his makeup is always fucking fantastic, but I'm not sure if that's makeup, skincare, or just being a black dude from France. Probably all three. Oh, uh, that's what I'm thinking, too. Wait till I show, I'm going to show you this dude, because like, um, when you see him, you're like, I oh, know, I get it. <laughs> I think I asked you about that. I think I asked you a couple days ago. I said, which music group, which small, lesser-known music group would you like to see a movie about? I kind of want to know... Cause I Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh no, oh, that's not a small group, but um. No, I'll, t- I'll take it still. Yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers would definitely be one. Um. No, see, told you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, same, right? Huh. All right. Yeah, right. But. Because I, I, you know, I, I started listening to the Coop more often. I kind of think that we got the Coop movie. I. We kind of got that. Let's be real. With uh, Sorry to Bother You? Yeah. Oh, Sorry to Bother You. That's another one. Oh, Boots Riley fucking directed that shit. Like, we kind of got it. First, I just want to And all know... his music was featured on it. Like, yeah. the whole soundtrack was his music. So, like... I just want to know, like, why... What happened? Like, they had a co- They had pretty good albums. What happened to them? Because I They're, just started looking into them, so... No, their albums are fucking great. Yeah. Um, I don't know, actually. Well, I mean, they still kind of make music here and there, but this... I, I just... Bands are hard, dude. That's probably it. Oh, oh, uh, Sex Pistols would be a great one, actually. Alright. Another thing about Sex Pistols mm. would be a great movie, because they only made one album, and then Johnny or Sid Vicious went fucking crazy. Have they done a new Nirvana movie? That'd be good, too. That'd be sad as shit. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. No, well, yeah, no, it would be, because Kurt Cobain is actually, like, a really happy guy. Yeah, so it'd be super sad, but... Plus, Kurt, well, plus Courtney wanna... Love is still alive, so, like, yeah, I might want to chill out on that. Well, I mean... I don't, I mean, yeah, that kind of is different, but I was going to say Jada Pinkett's still alive too, and they did a, they did a Tupac movie. I don't know why you don't go to Jada Pinkett about producing a Tupac movie. I don't mean either. It, all, they never The really fact that you have Dr. Dre, her. Jada Pinkett, um, I mean, him and Ice Cube were on like close, close, but Snoop Dogg, the fact that you have these people that are still alive that know him personally that you're not even talking to what the fuck yeah so it... like you'll put it in perspective like how are you making a, a biggie movie without asking jay-z and puff oh jay-z might be interesting jay-z but... uh i feel like we saw him it's called hustle and flow because huh. jay-z jay-z's like the prototypical like i used to sell drugs and i got into rapping type rapper okay what about like Charles Barkley? Like just Sailor them Green. two. Just holy, them two. No, holy fuck! Outcast would be great. Outcast. Whole Dungeon family, to be honest. But, um, like Outcast. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, uh, they they have like didn't they do like two movies? Out of Wild. Yeah, Out of Wild. It's great. Go. Have you seen Out of Wild? Not yet. That's a great movie. It's a really really good movie. So, alright, Dungeon Family. Oh, fucking hell. Alright, I'm gonna let you know who's part of Dungeon Family. Because this group is insane. Andre 3000, Big Boy, Goody Mob, who is Big... Oh, okay. Andre 3000, Big Boy, CeeLo Green, Future, Witch Doctor, Sleepy Brown, Killer Mike, Big Rube, um, Big Gip, Cujo, Timo, 
Rico Wade, Wade uh, Ray Murray, and L.A. Reed. Hmm. Okay, that actually brings up a different concept. Would you like to see one just about uh, almost following like a production studio? Death Row. Instead of instead of oh, just Def Jam. Def Jam. Easy. Def Jam. Def Jam. It would easily be Def Jam. Because here's the thing about Def Jam that pisses me off about Def Jam. This is how I... Me and Rick... Or Ricky. Me and Richie kind of talked about this for a second. Rick Rubin started Def Jam as a punk label. Rick Rubin's a white guy. That's interesting. And then Russell Simmons joined later and then he made it a hip-hop... A hip-hop... A hip-hop label. That's interesting how it's a punk label first. But here's the thing. So, like, that's the thing. It's like, R1 or it's like, yo, Def Jam is our shit. Never really was. So, like, when you look at their old school artists, like, their old artists are crazy. Like, it's just, like, fuck, dude. Like, their 80s lineup is insane. And then their 90s era lineup are still pretty good. But, like, even today, it's weird because, like, all right, listen. I'm going to go down this list. You tell me, this is a rap label, remember. I'm going to name off some of the names I think you might know. Two Chains. Okay. Alessia Cara. Alright. Not a rapper. Big Sean. Designer DMX Fabulous. Jada Kiss, Hit Boy. Jeezy. And then you've got Jeremiah, Janae Aiko, Justin Bieber. Yeah. And then you got Joelle Santana, Kanye West, Krypton Conan. Oh, yeah, shout out to Krypton Conan. That's a big deal. Logic Nas, <laughs> Pusha T, Q-Tip, Rihanna, which is kind of weird to me, Tiana Taylor, which is kind of weird to me, um, and YK Osiris, who's another R&B guy. So, like, listen, I get that hip-hop and R&B are kind of the same now. I understand that. But, like, Justin Bieber and Alessia Cara yeah, at Def Jam. They have, like, a weird group. But I would You're like just to... universal now. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. Which, I guess that's a good thing. And here's the thing about Def Jam This Wild too is that, like, they only handle distribution for most of these artists. Because, okay, if you, ta- if you took out people who are part of uh, Good Music, Kanye's label, like, half of Def Jam goes with them. Because Kanye signed a Def Jam right before, like, when Jay-Z was president. And then when Jay-Z left to start Rock, uh, Rock Nation... That's when it was that like Kanye stayed at Def Jam. So here's the thing that pisses me off too: the guy who was the president of Def Jam up until like two years or like two months ago was fucking Eminem's manager. Do you know how big that would have been for hip hop to get Eminem? Because here's the thing: here's the thing about, and this is not our music podcast, but I'm gonna go in on this anyway because it goes in anything. Managing and being an executive is difficult. In my opinion, I'm not a, I'm not an Eminem fan. In my opinion, Eminem has kind of shit on a bunch of talent because at one point he had all of Slaughterhouse, which is four people. And, all right, listen, listen, here's who he had at one point. Shady Records is a part of Aftermath, which is Dr. Dre's newest record label, which is a part of Universal because he knew Jimmy Iovine. Okay? So, part of Shady was 50 Cent and all of G-Unit at one point. Okay? And this was when G-Unit was hot. Like, 0203. 
they all left. Okay, cool. Because they didn't like what what how much interference Dr. Dre was doing because he introduced Dr. Dre's from New York, G units from or Dr. Dre's from LA, G units from New York. And so like G Unit was all friends and they all knew each other. And then like a couple LA rappers and Atlanta rappers were being part of G Unit, but they're not G Unit because G Unit was like three people. So okay, G Unit leaves. And they start their own thing. They do fucking amazing. And that's why we drink vitamin water now. Okay. And then after that, Shady Reloaded with, you had uh, Slaughterhouse. With Shady 2.0 was, was Eminem, Slaughterhouse, which was like four people. So it was Eminem, Joe Budden, Crooked Eye, uh, Joel Ortiz, Royce to 5'9", and then they added Yellow Wolf. Okay. okay, cool. That's actually a really interesting lineup that I'm excited for. Because those guys are still making their own music as part of Slaughterhouse. So now you could legitimately have like seven albums come out in one year. If they were like really, really in the studio, you could have an Eminem album, a Yellow Wolf album, a Slaughterhouse album, and then an album from everyone in Slaughterhouse. You could legit have like seven albums coming out a year. Eminem fucked over Slaughterhouse because they gave, basically they, they kept having different groups. Like, so like Eminem and Royce Five Nine were cool. And so Eminem kept like being like, yo, put Royce on this. Yo, change the beat here to do this. And like he made it into like the pop rap that Eminem does. Okay, fine. Eminem now has pretty much got his lineup and he does the right thing, which is just backing off and letting artists do art. So Eminem, so Shady now is like Eminem, Royce to 5'9", all of Griselda, which is three people, and Boogie, who's like a new rapper out of Los Angeles. That's actually a fire lineup. And so far, he hasn't fucked with anybody, which is nice. Because at a certain point, like, with artists especially, and this is kind of like with, with movies, what I've noticed a lot, you'll let artists do art. Like, I was just re-watching something about um, Iron Man 2, and apparently, like, there's a lot of studio interference, which is why Iron Man 2 fucking sucks. It doesn't suck. Iron Man 3 sucks. It doesn't suck. It's bad. It, it's I mean, not bad. It's below average. I don't know. Iron Man 3 kind of sucks. But it, only because Iron Man 1 is so good. But, like, so when you look at, like, all this mismanagement, can you imagine if Eminem is like, yo, if Eminem's manager gets hired, he's like, yo. Because it's not his former manager. This is what gets me. It's not his former manager. It's his current manager. Yo, Eminem, we're going to sign you to Def Jam. Okay? We're going to, hell, we'll, we'll even sign Dr. Dre to Jeff, Def Jam. And the new rollout for 2000, let's say it's 2018, is going to be Eminem, Eminem, Kanye West, we're, those are going to be our two tentpole albums of the year. And then we're also going to release Griselda, Pusha T. And like you had all these different things that you could have done. Like imagine how big that would have been for hip hop. It's like, yo, Def Jam's fucking back. Okay, cool. How's Def Jam back? Because we're going to release fucking Kanye West in the summer and we're going to release fucking Eminem in the winter. And we're just going to pepper in everybody besides that. Oh, you like pop? Bam. Here's Justin Bieber. Here's Kanye West featuring Justin Bieber. You could have done that. Yeah. Yeah. It, I'm so I, passionate about, like, managing artists, dude, I because... I don't know enough about what you're saying to... Here, okay. Let's let's put it in movie terms. Okay. Let's put it in movie, in movie terms. Because here... Okay. I got one for you. Imagine if when Disney bought Marvel. Actually, no, this actually happened. 
when Disney bought Marvel and Lucasfilm, they said, like, explicitly, like, right when they bought them, yo, none of these characters are going to be in Kingdom Hearts. Fucking why? Yeah, why would you not do that? And why did it take you, like, two years to in order to get... And, I mean, that might actually be publishing issues. But, hey, Marvel Comics just now got back Star Wars. They should have been had Star Wars. Why didn't they have them, like, as soon as they bought both of them? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, there's probably some sort of contract with Dark Horse. There's probably there's probably something. Is that why is that why they made everything like not canon? Yes, canon-y? that's why is because they didn't have like the rights to everything. Like I w- I went back and re looked at it. So imagine like, you know how confused you were when you're, when you're like, wait a minute, why aren't they just doing this? Very. Like kind of like like yo, wait a minute. If Criterion makes Burnout and is owned by EA, and if Disney just signed a deal with EA. Why didn't we get a split? Why are we not getting Star Wars Pod Racer through EA? Yo, if EA hasn't released any single player games and they want something to fight Grand Theft Auto, which is a which has been a rumor for a while that EA wanted a game to fight Grand Theft Auto. They wanted a Grand Theft Auto killer. I mean, they got like Why didn't they get, that's what I'm saying. Why didn't they release Star Wars 1313? That could have been it, but like why Okay, like, same with, like, Titanfall. Hey, why are you sandwiching the release of Titanfall between Call of Duty and Battlefield and then announcing Battlefront right afterwards? Aren't you fucking over Titanfall and Battlefront because they're basically the same, like, uh, feel? I get what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, wait, why are you torpedoing your own brand? But, like, EA trying to compete with, uh, um, GTA... Would be like was is is kind of like THQ the did that. DC and Marvel thing. No, THQ did for it for movies. THQ. Here's the thing, THQ fought Grand Theft Auto and almost won. What did they fight? Saints Row. Uh, uh. Uh, no, go play Saints Row two and three. They almost won when it was like. Against the they first almost, two, no, no, uh, no, games. no. Grand Theft Auto was on three by the time that was the one. Like Grand Theft Auto three came out in two thousand one, and then two thousand then in like the span of, like three years they had San Andreas, Vice City, and yeah, no, it was GTA three, then San Andreas and Vice City. So I was only in the span of, like four years, like did legit you get five, right after that, or did you get no? Then it was four, and now they're on five. But in the same amount of time is from Saints Row or as Grand Theft Auto, I think San Andreas. There have been four Saints Row games. Saints Row 2 and 3 actually got really, really close because here's the thing. Grand Theft Auto 4 almost lost to Saints Row 3 because Saints Row 3 was basically like a rap music video. That's They said, like, we wanted you to live the life that a rapper shows in his music videos. Okay. Which is a that super sounds, cool okay. idea if you think about it because, like, no rapper is like, yo, like, except for, like, Asher Roth and the Cool Kids and that whole cool ass wave that I love no rapper out here is like yo I woke up this morning and as I start yawning you know like like yeah. rappers don't typically do that most rappers are like yo on the way from the strip club last night I had to get into a fight and I sick my pet tiger on somebody and shot at AK like that's how it was and so they wanted to go over the top and just like and then it almost beat Grand Theft Auto 4 because Grand Theft Auto 4 was like this grounded story about immigrants in New York can we just Talk about just real quick how they're releasing GTA Five again. Not soon because I, I I have okay. I have opinions on that and I oh, don't I think you'll be surprised. Uh, so here's the thing, is like 
you almost beat Grand Theft Auto. So, like, if EA is talking about, yo, we want a game that compete with Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto, Grand Theft Auto, because they've been talking about that for a while, 1313 is that game. It would. 1313 would smash... And it would appeal to, like, a totally different audience. That's what I'm saying, because you basically made... If you... Because all you needed to say was, like, hello, welcome to E3 2013 or whenever it was. Boba Fett, drop the mic. And, uh, yeah, the next game's gonna have you play as Boba Fett, and it's basically gonna be Grand Theft Auto in uh, Star Wars Universe. No questions. That's it? Yeah, you can just leave after that? Done. Yeah, no, go home. Yeah, you don't... Don't even need to have candy. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I don't know, man, but. <sighs> so, Grand Theft Auto Five being re-released. Bad move. Really? You think so? How many times do you re-release the same game before you're like, hey, Ask people might be getting tired Skyrim. of this. Oh, it's, yeah, Skyrim's in trouble, too. <laughs> no, the, re- the real reason why people are mad is because this game took an entire console generation. Yeah. So, is, Ro- is uh, Rockstar trying to sabotage themselves? Cause they're working they're on Grand Theft Auto 6, but they're doing it in a different way. They're not making a huge game. They're releasing the game in chunks. That sounds awful idea. I don't think so. Because the premise of the game is that it doesn't take place in one city. Is it like episodic or is it... kind? From what I've heard, and these are rumors, but apparently the game is going to take place... So the original rumors that I heard for Grand Theft Auto 6 were going to be that it takes place in every city that's ever been featured in Grand Theft Auto. That rumor was also for GTA 5, though. No, it wasn't. No, we all knew that it was going to be LA pretty quickly, or Los Santos pretty quickly. Because there was, like, like at the end of the guidebook in GTA 4, it said, see you soon, and then there is a map with, like, mountains and shit, and people are like, oh, it's Los Santos. Alright, well, continue. Um, so the rumor is that GTA 6 is going to be... GTA Online had the rumor that you could go anywhere. Oh, yeah. So the rumor is that GTA 6 is going to be primarily in Vice City, but also in um, Mexico, and I think they also said Brazil and some other places. Because the, the, apparently the game was actually called Americas. Is it like actual, actual Mexico, Mexico and Brazil, or is it yeah. like... No, it's actual Mexico and Brazil. Okay. So that's the rumor, which if it it would make a lot of sense to be like, okay, listen, we can't do fucking a San uh, San oh, fucking what's the city or what uh, San Andreas level map for fucking twelve cities. What we can do is say, okay, listen, we're gonna give them Vice City, and then after Vice City, we're gonna give them this, we're gonna give them this, we're gonna like that would make sense because what I've been saying for a while is that. What I want to see in a... What, what would be my perfect Grand Theft Auto game is to have every place that's ever been mentioned in Rockstar in one game. Which you can do, but you only but what you would need to do is to only have three main cities be your focus. And those cities being Vice City, which is Miami. Modern day Vice City, because people are like, oh, I want 80s again. No, fuck, stop it. No, we're not doing the 80s again. We've already shown that with this universe. We're not doing modern day again. Or we're only doing modern day now. So my thing is like, yo, give me Vice City. Give me Liberty City. And give me San Andreas, Los Santos. Besides that, Carcer City from Manhunt. Cottonwood from Manhunt 2. Um, Bullworth Academy from Bully. Like that city. Let's play around with those. I think there's a lot of cool stuff we can do. Because Carcer City is rumored to be Chicago. 
and Cottonmouth is rumored to be either New Orleans or Tampa Bay. So just switch it and make it have it be New Orleans. Or, what I say you should do even more, call it Saint-Denis. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was wondering why they never did that. Or you could do, if you want to do it, distance yourself a little bit. Just change up, do do almost like a telephone thing and see what you come up with. You know what I really want to do? What I what I said, actually? I didn't know this. The guys who made Mafia, I, I looked this up kind of recently. The guys who made Mafia are the same guys who publish. The same publisher is the publisher for Mafia and Grand Theft Auto. It's still Take-Two. Okay, so Take-Two owns 2K and Rockstar. Okay? So imagine if the Mafia 3 games were all the games that took place in the past. So you'd have Mafia, Mafia 2, Mafia 3, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto Vice City are all the Mafia universe. And then you had Grand Theft Auto 3, 4, and 5 all take place in the current day Grand Theft Auto universe. I think that's a really cool idea because I th- I would really like to see like, okay, listen, you guys, there's going to be called, Ma- it's all one universe, but you guys handle everything from before night, like 2000 and you guys handle everything modern day. Yeah. That actually would work out. And the, the reason it would work out is because, because I was like trying to do this. I was like, the, a lot of the time what the problem is that you have continuity errors like something's they're like, not hey, that hard to fix also like mafia the first the third mafia game how that was like a week right it all takes place in like a week or so or a month there's maybe? no way it takes place in a week month you kill like 15 people in that game well I mean no I think day? they say I think they call it the summer yeah uh, to a day so... no you have to like search for these people <laughs> like you're doing reconnaissance <laughs> with a CIA <laughs> agent no it's not to a day what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> But um, one of the missions is literally you having to go find the fixer and you go up this entire tower and then drop him out of a window. And the only reason that you knew that that was even there is because the CIA guy took a week to find him. Oh, okay. So it's, I think it's the summer. So a month or two? No, I think it's like three months. Three months? Okay. So, I mean, bigger timelines have bigger issues in games. But ultimately, if you're having it take place from... When did it actually take place? What year? 68. 60, so, okay. So, you could do from, and that was the most recent one, right? Yeah. You could just do everything backwards. You wouldn't even need to, no, you don't, here's, you wouldn't even need to change all that. Because in my, what I would like to see again, this is really the Braven speculates on nerd shit, and Legend tells him, why, and Legend brings up legitimate points on why that doesn't work, podcast at this point. Alright. But, um, no, I'm cool with that. Um, all you would need to do is just change... Because I, I would like to see Red Dead Redemption, Mafia, and Grand Theft Auto in the same universe. All you have to do, to be honest, is change the name of a couple cities when somebody says it. That's it. When do they... When... Change the name of Saint-Denis to New Bordeaux. It sounds better anyway, and that was the original name before Mafia took it. I think you can... Honestly, I think you can get away changing it as many times as you want. Like... But with um, New Bordeaux, for sure. Like, you could... And if you said, how, like, John Marston, I heard you're going west to, to San Andreas territory. You Done. can definitely... Yeah. Like, that's it. That's all you have to do. It's definitely not that hard to fix it, and... Because Marston so, said he's from Chicago, right? In the first one. In Red Dead Redemption 1, he said he's from Chicago. Yeah, but he's like, yeah, you know, I was an orphan in Chicago. All he would do is say, I was an orphan in Carcer City. Done. That's all you have to do. And it's like, wait, I thought, no, man... We re-released the we we re we had a re uh, re-release on HD, and we just changed this and this. That's all you'd have to do. 
I think Cowboys in modern day would be like a lot more interesting than I feel. That's just a bugger thing, to be, to be well, honest. Uh, yeah, see. Yeah, you're right. But like, that's all you would need to do to bring them in the same universe is just call like slightly change some of the names. Like, instead of calling it Empire Bay and Mafia, you'd call it Liberty City. And instead of calling it Empire Bay again, you'd call it. Actually, Mafia Three takes place in Chicago, but they give it a different name. Or Mafia Two takes place in Chicago, but they give it a different name. Mafia Two. So, uh, would they ever? The problem is like, would they ever meet? Because at some point the timelines are gonna get a little muddled and stuff like that, but would they ever meet? Timelines are always gonna be muddled. Uh, no, you don't have to. Okay. And oh, then, okay. So yeah, Empire Bay is based on New York City with aspects of uh, Chicago's, San Francisco, L.A., Boston, Detroit. So yeah, all you need to do is just say, is call it Liberty City instead of Empire Bay, and you're good. If you take enough notes on the dates of everything, you could get, you could do it. And the problem comes if you don't take note. If you're like, hey, we messed up, and it turns out this is this. Um, yeah, sorry. But that kind of like what Marvel did a couple times. Remember they had to change a year for a couple things? Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, technically they're five years ahead of us, which me- leads me to believe they might not release another Take Place on Earth movie for like some time to let us catch up. That makes sense. So... Yeah, we'll, we'll see about that. that. That makes a lot of sense. I like that, actually. That's a really good theory, because what's the next one coming out? Ne- well, Spider-Man, I think, is the next one. And I think we... No, it's not. It's Doctor Strange, I thought. Have they re- actually have to release dates? No. Not post-COVID, no. But no, if they came out with uh, Captain Marvel, that would actually make a lot of sense. So, maybe not on Earth. They could, they could go to a different planet if they wanted to do yeah. Thor. Uh, but... I don't think we'll see another Earth timeline one in a decent amount of time. I only thought that the movies took place at the year they came out. Yeah, that's yeah that because I like, think for, for the, the most longest part, time they true. were, and then uh, in game kind of messed things up. They jumped in the timeline. Yeah, that's true. So. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, so in game messed up a lot of things. <laughs> I did think how I did like how. Um, oh wait, is it because time travel never fucking works? Oh, that's part of the reason. It, time travel, time travel, just kind of. You guys are gonna learn on this podcast. Only, I fucking hate time travel. Time travel is so hard to make work because it almost never works, and it just makes no everything rules confusing. for time travel that everybody agrees on. Because, like, fucking Marty McFly, I'll be like, "Oh, I can't meet my current self, but and then, I can meet my mom and almost sleep with her." And then you have Endgame, where they're like, "I'll fight myself." Or and things don't make sense, and we know they don't make sense because we talk about how much they don't make sense in the movie. And the screenwriter in the mo- yo in the movie pisses me off. They're like, we can do this, but we can't. We can go back in time, but we jump to the same time, and everyone's like, we don't really. My get best this. is that like that's how it is. So let's go. Yeah, and then Rocket Raccoon's like, well, what are you talking about? And they're like, ah, forget it. Like, yeah, they no just war machine. Up. Don't forget it. What? No, this is important. <laughs> <laughs> You literally had, like, two scenes where Scott Lang was a baby, and then you guys were like, oh, isn't that crazy? Anyway, what? No, explain this shit. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, I forgot about that. But, um, yeah, because he also gets really old at one point, too. But we forgive that shit because Captain America said Avengers Assemble, and that all my fucking nerd, my, herd, my nerd heart grew three sizes that day, so. <laughs> uh, that's cringe. Um... <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but the pro actually time travel. Uh, the bad. I want to see. I want to see Primer, but 12, oh, tw- 21 monkeys? 12 monkeys? 12 monkeys. 12 monkeys. 12 monkeys actually did time travel in a decent way. That, and I heard Looper. I haven't seen Looper. I haven't seen Looper. I need to see Looper and Primer. But 12 monkeys is actually really good. You're ready for that. Alright, no, we'll talk about 12 monkeys really quick. Uh, Brad Pitt, great. Oh, yeah. I've only seen parts of it. Brad, Brad Pitt, should he... Is it? Did they? Ba- did um, Telltale Batman just basically make 12 monkeys a movie? Huh. Um, Bruce Willis. They, it, if you watch it, it's basically Bruce Willis as Bruce Wayne and uh, Brad Pitt as Joker. Because you actually... That's how the entire yeah, asylum scene... Sense, actually. Yeah. yeah, the entire asylum scene pretty you much play looks those. like that. You should play those. I've played them... I don't... I Your choices remember. carry I over. Yeah. And that's why I really want... I'm really excited for Batman. They're probably not going to do it now. But I Telltale 3. Actually, no, they might do it. Now that I think about it, because they're making Wolf Among Us 3. I honestly can't figure out why I can't get into that. I don't know why. I, I've tried it, and I'll play like a whole bunch, and I'll be like, all right, I'm bored. Then I'll move on. So, stretch before you reach. Speaking of time travel, when we time travel to November 20th, which is the rumored release date for oh, right. uh, PS5 and Xbox, which one are you getting? Uh, I Honestly, you, uh, I plan on getting both at some point. I'm getting that. First Xbox. one... I think I'm going to trade in my PlayStation. I'm getting the Xbox. And I think it's partially because of that. Yeah, I'm getting the Xbox. And it's honestly for one really, really simple reason. Console exclusives. No. No, I don't give a shit about console exclusives. But if we get both of them... I'm sorry. I give one shit about console exclusives. I don't know. Forza. Forza. Forza's the only game that I really give a shit. Like, yo, I need... Oh, Spider-Man. No, I don't care. What? How do you not care? It's good. I'm sure, but I mean, yeah. mm, you haven't even played it. Really. No, I played it. I play. I play a little bit of it. it. It's a good game, but like, I'm just it doesn't. PlayStation for some reason is better at their smaller, almost demo games. Yeah. Even Detroit Become Human was like it's it was based like, off of like basically a demo. They did. So my buddy, he's like he's a PS uh, PlayStation fanboy, and here's why people like what I feel like people forget, bro. I had a Game Boy Pocket. I had a Sega Genesis. I had a Sega Dreamcast. I had a PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, Wii, Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS3. I'm not a fanboy of any system. Yeah, then I... I couldn't give a shit about which system it is. The only thing that's keeping me on Xbox... Well, it's Forza, because I... Bro. And a bigger controller? Do you know how fucking beautiful Forza's gonna look on the new system? No. You see me playing Forza 4, right? Yes. Horizon 4? And you see how pretty that looks, right? Yes. And you saw the preview for NBA 2K21, right? Yes. Bro. I'll be honest. I didn't see a huge step up in graphics. The dust and the sweat particles? Those are all in-game. That wasn't a CGI trailer. I think that... I think that the graphics are Gameplay kind of... I'm going to need to see, see more of. But the, those graphics? Holy shit. That's an alpha build. I've learned two things. First of all, uh, first of all, graphics I think are t- slower on their steps now. They're now they're going I, a lot. I the, think about it. Disagree. Think about it. Like when it, they had huge steps, and now I think they're taking smaller steps. And then the second thing I learned that to me, art style pretty much doesn't matter. It's I don't care about, about the art style, style of a video game. So I, I, I care know, about the gameplay. Like, I'm gonna show you this. So this is Forza Horizon. 
on the Xbox 360. I like I know games. Oh wow, that looks good and all, but I'm not gonna. I don't actually those super hyper stylized games. I noticed I can't get into them. There's they nothing don't. stylized about Forza though. So this is Forza Horizon for the Xbox 360. Okay. All right, let's go. And but then again, that is Forza style. Forza style is the style of just outdoors. Of just not. There's no real. It's kind of oversaturated, just a little bit. Um, it's not hyper stylized at all. Like, um, I guess any other. This game. is Forza Horizon Four. I actually kind of like the other one better. So here's the thing, though. I like three. That was one. Oh, that was the first uh, one. On the three sixty, yeah, or that was two actually. I like the way everything looked. It looked a lot clearer. Here's the, here's here's what I want you to notice though. Forza Horizon One was in Colorado, so all they really had to do was like mountains and desert and high desert, and forest. Forza Horizon Two was in the south of France, so they did a lot of like rolling hills and stuff like that. Forza Horizon Three was in Australia, so they had sand, water. Um, Outback, Forest, and then now Forza Horizon 4, the seasons change. And the whole game is completely different based on the seasons changing. And it's in England. Well, another thing I noticed... So my thing is like, yo, what are you guys gonna... Like, like you guys brought in, like... Because in Forza 3, they had weather. That was the big one, was weather. Like, hey, the weather changes and so does the game. And I think Forza 2 was a night cycle. Like, the, the day and night actually cycles. So, what are you going to bring out for Forza 5? I, all I know is that I always like the third... Usually, I always like third incarnation of video games. I, I love Forza 3, but, but Forza 4 kind of blows out. Like, I would love to play a lot of the parts in Forza in uh, Forza 3 like, with, the, with the weather change. Or with the season change. Like, for me, the problem... When I saw you playing Forza, because I, I, I didn't play any of them, so I don't know the gameplay. But, I know that the art style-wise, it just looked like... It looked like... Show muscles. That's you know when a person works out and they're like, oh, they look big. You better play that motherfucking game because it is not all show. It's like uh, it was also like in um, uh, shoot, just cause, just cause three, three they three they kind of limited you, and I think that they're better off for doing it. No, you you seriously got to play Forza then because that game is so under. When you look at that game, the only thing I can knock that game on is the visual customization of the cars. That's the only thing that I can knock that game on. Like, because there's not that many options for most of the cars. Not nearly as many as like Need for Speed Heat. I would love to see Need for Speed Heat's customization in Forza. Like, I was watching you play, and I was like, I'm just not really impressed. I like the other one better. Other what? The other Forza, the Forza Three. Oh no, you gotta play this uh, shit. It's, Austra- the game Australia, feels like very, very similar, and the the reason why I feel that way is because the regions in um, Forza Horizon Three were way more um, apparent. Like the differences between the regions in Forza Three were way more apparent than they are in Forza Four. So that is one of the steps back that I think it, I think that they took is that like the outback feels different than Surface Paradise. Surfers Paradise is like all street races and the Outback is like all the off-road races. And so that is one thing that, yeah, they kind of took a little bit of a step back. But 
the way this world like moves into each other and like all, all these different things and the way that it interacts with each other and like the new housing system and the new customization system for like your people like actually being able to like see things and like have you played a game and you're like I think that it's good it's just that I think you gave us too much now I think it's too much no. too many features no you've never played a game like that because right. the, the, here, here's the thing first of all the way that I choose games is that I'm only choose I don't choose that many games to be honest so I did my due diligence on you before I found out Grand Theft Auto I watched a playthrough of that game before I bought it because I want to see what it was like what it felt like because I heard all these things about it I watched a playthrough so I'm not surprised by like oh man you can do this you can do this because a lot of games they'll half ass on the features Saints Row 4, actually. I didn't, I didn't like Saints Row 4. I got through, like, a quarter of it, and I was like, this game is fucking boring. And the problem was too many features? What? Because it took away from the, everything that I wanted to do. You started Saints Row 4 as, like, the President of the United States, and then an alien invades, and they take away everything that you do, but you can fly now. Yeah. So, what's the point of having a car, Just and what's the point of having works. a game if I can fucking fly and have it's, superpowers you know what it reminded me of a mod for gta that's what it was that's what it felt like it was supposed to be dlc oh yeah if it was dlc then yeah that's cool but that's kind of the thing is like so that yeah but everything else and i didn't even pay for that i got that on games of gold i i yeah so like that's why i'm that's why i'm very i'm very worried about uh legion watch dogs legion and cyberpunk and that's our segue into cyberpunk being delayed i know why they did I, yeah, me too. No, but, let's be a hundred percent real. We know why they did it. Yeah, it's just to just to put themselves on day one console. Yeah, and yeah, but just in case that isn't the reason, I'm trying to keep my hopes for that game as low as possible. I already pre-ordered that shit. I don't give a fuck. I'm trying to be like this game. <laughs> this game to me, if it's not average, I'm definitely not getting it. And it's gonna be average. It's gonna be above average. It, I keep saying this. This game is going to be. A very good story with a good crime with like a, like a solid crime base in a really cool looking world okay this game is just gonna be Grand Theft Auto 5 but a little bit cooler what about Red Dead how, what about how Red close Dead? to okay so Red Dead was like it'll be the same thing Red Dead's amazing I don't think so I have a lot of issues with Red Dead my I was gonna say it's amazing because of the it's like critically acclaimed amazing like oh yeah no no this is one game of the year this one will oh for sure Okay, um, what about what about like fan base, like user wise? Do you think it's gonna be amazing? Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna the be fact, amazing. Here's why it's gonna, gonna be amazing: the fact that people waited for ten years to get Red Dead Redemption two, and it's a marginal step up on Red Dead Redemption, and the fact that people I don't are think it's marginal, and the fact that people are only the only the graphics, everything else is not well thought out. I would still argue the shooting doesn't feel as good as in Red Dead one. Mm, I, again, I shooting like, doesn't even, even feel as good as it does in Grand Theft Auto. So okay, fighting feels a lot better. Than fighting all feels way better, games. but that's such a partial. That's not even like you I only fight like twice part. in that. Yeah, you only fight like three times in the story mode. Then you got the horseback riding. You can just ride for days on that. It's so easy. You can do that in Grand in, uh, in uh, fucking Red Dead One. Okay, so uh, to me, the guns feel a lot. All of the guns feel stronger. In the first Red Dead, I, I didn't even upgrade any of my guns. None of them. Because I was like, what's the point? This Red Dead, mm-hmm. I'm like, 
I'm updating all of them. I'm. Um, it feels like Grand Theft Auto. Like all these guns. Cleaning are, all of them. All the guns feel like they do in Grand Theft Auto. But they all feel strong. Like they all feel a different type of strong too. Mm-mm. Cause yo, I was using fucking. I didn't even use guns for half that game. And and okay. My so go-to was arrows. a fucking bow and arrow. So you used arrows. Uh, did you feel any when you compared them against gun? Did they feel like uh, any gun? Uh, but for the sake of it, when you compare them against a rifle, what I, they feel? I actually liked the shotgun feels powerful. Yeah. No, the shotgun feels powerful. I'll give you that one. And all the real The rifle didn't feel that strong. A lot of uh, rifles actually, a lot of them aren't very the strong. Pistol felt pretty, the pistol felt fast. The pistol felt like a pa pa pa. So. You felt like fucking bubble fat with the pistol. So pistols are supposed to feel fast. The rifles are supposed to feel accurate more than strong. They didn't feel accurate at all to me. Really? feel accurate i know they were i will say they're hard when to, i pulled out a, with the scope when i pulled out a rifle it didn't feel like i was like a sharpshooter when yeah. i pulled out a rifle it felt like i was like ah fuck like i meant to pull out my pistol that i will i'll give you that actually i will say when i when i tried to use the rifle the i was like i'm not good at this and i knew right when i pulled it here's out. the thing in grand theft auto the shotgun doesn't feel that good it feels fine it feels like a shotgun and it because the, the range isn't far enough to like feel like holy shit, and it, it doesn't like it doesn't have enough of a satisfying boom. The rifles because they're all assault rifles in Grand Theft Auto feel great. Remember because you're just pulling out a fucking I like my favorite weapon is a bullpup rifle Mark II. It's one that I updated in in, uh, in Grand Theft Auto Online. You can only get it in Grand Theft Auto Online, bro. That stopping power is insane, and it feels faster because it's a small rifle. It's like only like eighteen inches long. And so it feels faster, like, pulling out, like, a full assault rifle or a full carbine rifle. Like, if you pull out an assault rifle, it feels like, oh, man, this dude's serious. If you pull out a carbine rifle, it feels like, oh, dude, this is, like, military grade. When you pull out a bullpup, it feels like you're Jason Bourne. Remember, also, these are new guns. In Red Dead... That's what I'm saying, but, like... In Red Dead, these rifles but are assault the rifles. You should, like, you should have felt something. Like, when you pulled out a shotgun in Red Dead... When I pulled out a shotgun Reddit, I didn't feel like a badass cowboy. I felt like a farmer trying to keep people away from his land. Also, I do kind of feel like that was a little bit of the point. Like, when I pulled a rifle out, I didn't feel like, okay, I'm the, I'm the gang sharpshooter. I felt like, oh, this is the weapon they had me hunt deer with. So, oh yeah, that, okay, so hunting, hunting's a major aspect you know of the game. You know what I mean? Like, when but, I yeah, out, I get it. Now, the pistol play... When you got the dual pistols, oh yeah, no, that feels really good. I do get it. My thing is that these these guns are are very. Um... The only time a shotgun in that game felt punchy was when you go to Saint Denis and you have and you're in that dude's mansion and you have to kill that guy. I have a video of it on the Xbox downstairs, but I'm going up the stairs and I shoot this guy with a shotgun and it, he it blows them out through the window. That's the only time the shotgun felt good in that game. Did you know that... It felt dope. I was like, oh. I, well, one thing I really like about the game, they're pretty much finding out new an, in, new animations like every day. Did you know yeah. that you could throw someone out of the window? No. Any window? That's cool. Yeah, me neither. Um, but that's... Uh, the other thing is like... So the guns. I, I'll give you... I'll give, I, I, but what I also say is that you were... It was kind of... The, the game was kind of birthed on the farmer trying to keep people off his lamb. I lamb. guess, but like if you're an outlaw... 
You're an, you're not a you're an out you're an outlaw by you, background, but you're you're your you don't career now feel, is farmer. No, it's not. I never did two. What are you talking about? In the first one, the first one. Oh, because the, the first, first one, one is how no, the, it's, the, the first, first one. one is, the first one, each gun felt different. Well, not it's really. roots. Not the first one is roots. No, it's not. The first one is is the is the game that the second one was birthed off. Yeah, but like the first one was still like it's the sequel. It's the first game, but it's a sequel. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that but this... That, the that, thing about Red Dead Redemption... Honestly, I don't... To be honest, I didn't even really like the guns in the first one that much because they all felt very similar to each other, to be honest. Like, I mean, of course, rifles and shotguns. But other than that, like, what was the difference? If you had a really good... Once you got that gun that looks like a real... Like a, like a gun from today, like the Mauser. Once you got that, all the rifles, there was no point in even having them. Again, like, kind of... Like, that was kind of the point, because that gun's super expensive. Yeah, it was crazy. But That gun's nuts. But, like, at a certain point... You're, like, but, like, you but are here's comparing the thing, here's the thing. these they also did that at the end of the, weapons. They also did that at the end of the story, which made a lot of sense. You didn't get that till the very end. In, the, in Red Dead 2, you can get, like, a badass gun early in the game if you just look hard enough. So, yeah. Like, what I'm, I'm just saying is that these... You're comparing vastly different technology for the time frame but here's what I'm saying. to GTA. And, that, and that's what I'm saying, is that Red Dead 1, which came out, what, 2008? There's a lot... The shooting felt better. Because the cover system felt better because you could, like, run and dodge. And, like, you were, like, running and sliding and, like, sliding while you were shooting. Like, it felt really, like, chaotic. They kept, like, all of that. Not the same. It was way harder to do in this game. I just stayed behind cover and just... It felt like Gears of War. Nah, I not that bad. It wasn't. It wasn't as. But like, I don't know. There's a bunch of issues I have with Red Dead that I was like, and honestly, I'm I'm kind of nervous about Cyberpunk because the shooting's gonna be fine because it's a first person shooter. Shooting shooting will be fine. It'll be fine. It'll, I'm not a huge fan of FPSs, but like, it'll be fine. It'll be good enough. It'll be like if it. I don't expect it to feel like Modern Warfare Two. But if it just feels like a good shooter game, they'll be fine. Kind of like on No Man's Sky. Like, if the flying feels good, you're going to be okay. But the flying felt slow. Right. Like, you and were so that's no progress. Anymore. Right. And if the flying feels... Like, it's one of those things where it's like, listen, dude, all you got to do... Like, Forza. All you got to do is make the cars feel like they drive well. Nobody's... Need for Speed Heat. We love that game, right? Cars feel like they drive well, right? There's not shit to do in that world except okay. look for stuff. Cars drive good enough. They all feel slightly different. But they feel good enough to be interesting. Uh, yeah, close. That game, that game is your... For me, it's like your opinion of, of Red Dead's guns. To me, that game is like, eh, it's decent. They're it's fine. not bad. They're good... They feel good enough to where it's like, okay, when you had your, because what was the car that you had before the Lotus? I don't remember. I mean, I think it was a, you had some car. When you got the Lotus, you were like, oh, okay, cool, because that was your car. And I feel like, I feel like here's where, here, okay, all right, I'll, I'll tell you. Here's where Red Dead Redemption fucked up for me. You have a signature gun that you love in whatever game you play. For me and Red and Grand Theft Auto, it's the bullpup rifle. That is my favorite weapon. I'm really good at it. In Red Dead One, you kind of just played the game and you got whatever you got. 
Red Dead 2 didn't feel like I couldn't I didn't feel like you had your own signature thing that you loved. Oh, I, I did. Did you find that? So I had a I think it was a Cadman revolver. And oh, no, I that actually gun's messed sweet. I messed Yeah, no, I love that gun. A lot of stuff up. Then I had a sawed off shotgun. Sawed off is always a good choice. And then I had the volcanic pistol. Was it? No, I didn't. I actually never got that. I, I like think that it was one. the. I like that gun. Actually, no, I did get that, but I didn't like it. Schofield. Schofield revolver's fine. No, not that. It wasn't. Well, I also did use that because the it was significantly better than. The but, what was the deal, but, but what was the deal? But what was the difference between the? Ca- Here's the thing, though. You would just buy two Schofields and you just dual wield those and you were fine. So, the. Uh, so I did, I had my guns that I was like these are the guns I'm at because I put You're like I put a, most of my money into it. It was basically a loadout where it was like okay if a person comes to me I got pistols if an animal comes up to me I got a shotgun and if I gotta hit something from far away here's my revolver. It didn't feel like there was anything else necessary. It, was, it felt like checking a box to me. Well, I mean at some point it is a loadout. That's it. Yeah, but like for me personally, like and maybe uh, here uh, okay. Maybe it's because I think in Grand Theft Auto, I think, I don't remember if they still do this, but your guns improve as you do. Oh, they do. Yeah. And it didn't, I didn't feel that way. Because, like, I, I remember I was playing Grand Theft Auto the other day, and I was trying to shoot somebody, and I accidentally had the wrong rifle. I thought I had a, my bullpup, I accidentally pulled out my carbine, and I couldn't hit shit with it. I was like, man, why can't I do anything? Pulled out my bullpup? Oh, dude. So, you can actually look up your ratings on the gun, like yeah. how well you've mastered it on in Red Dead. So they do have that. It's not. It just felt like there's some. Yeah, that was the thing. It didn't feel like anything was noticeable. It felt like everything they did were like small tweaks. Like, and it didn't feel any. Like, I didn't feel anything new. Like, I didn't feel like the horse race, the horse, um, the horse riding was still weird, ish. No, I mean, what more can you do to fix horse riding? I would have made it feel a little bit more like a car. Well, the point is that it's not a car. I know, but like, I, here's so I heard it's something with his own mind, right? But I think once you get to a certain point, like I think making it feel a little bit stiffer would have helped because, like, man, you can ride your horse that you have full mastery of in that game, and if your thumb isn't completely pointed forward, you're up a mountain. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I'll give you that. So I would have just stiffened that a little bit more and made it feel a little bit more like a car where it gives you a little bit of give. Um, one of the things that Halo actually does that's really cool. And I, you could have done this with the horses, is if you slight if you when you start to turn, it turns slow. Like the like play the original Halo, it turns slow when you when you turn your head. When you keep holding it, it starts spinning faster. So imagine with your horse, if you accidentally pull to the left a little bit, it would slowly kind of gradually go. But if you kept going. Then after like maybe five or six steps, that's when it like goes. It's like, oh, okay, cool. What I think would have been cool is because of mastery. I think what would be interesting if they did is they made like for your guns. The more you master them, the more like gunslinger tricks you have. That'd be cool. Or the more you with their horses, the more you master them, you have, the more tricks you actually like. You can do things to show off a little, like stand on your horse and do kind of dumb stuff. But or here, your horse begins to like actually drive you places. That. Like, your horse learns you, so the horse is driving you out of danger where you don't even have to steer anymore, and you're just shooting. Right. That That's that a great example. That's a great example of something. Like, the horse tricks are kind of... But, like, even your guns, like, maybe you automatically get dead eye whenever you pull out a certain gun, because you're just that nice with the rifle. I think 
Well, every game has the automatically dead. Every uh, gun has the automatically dead eye uh, straight from it. I just don't remember how to no, do like, it, and I can out, never do no, it in the imagine, context. Imagine that you're getting chased by the uh, um, what are they called? The Murphys. The Murphys gang. Okay, and you're getting chased. The what, what's the other one? The the Irish one. Oh, O'Malley? There's some Irish gang in the game. I forgot who they were. But imagine you're being chased by them, and you've spent, like, the last 30 hours just only using a rifle in missions, right? And you pull out this rifle, and it's, like, automatic deadeye. And it gives you, like, seven seconds worth. And you're just like, And since you've been riding the same horse for the whole game, your horse already knows, okay, hey, when he's in danger, we gotta get to the nearest camp. I that I think that there's a lot you could do like it like with um, Forza it does it it analyzes the way you play that way it can play while you're offline basically. So what if your Forza horse started? Yeah. What if your horse started analyzing where you go when you're in trouble and started is he like just getting away from it or is he going to a camp or did he set it to a bar so we can get like uh, arrest and get medical yeah, exactly. attention? So it drives you to the nearest place or is it or it's just like oh no this guy's just he's just get out of here. That would be very interesting. Like, your horse is like, it, it, depending on what kind of danger, where you were, it would actually, and your horse actually could defend you. That would also be kind of cool. Like, maybe if a guy comes up and you're getting close and the horse is like, hey, I don't trust this guy, he kicks him in the face. Instead of but, him trying that, to get on your horse. That's what I'm saying. Horse. Like, you had options of like, because it felt, here's what disappointed me about Red Dead 2. In a vacuum, it is a good game. I In a vacuum, I'm giving it like an 8. It's a good game. In a vacuum? Nah. In, a, in, in real life, it's an 8. No, in a vacuum, but comparing it to the first one where... The first one was not nearly as good as this. Yeah, it was. The first one, for me, because I did play that. I did go all the way through the story. And I was like, ah, it's alright. I loved it. Not, it's it's good, but it's nothing really all that special. It's, it's just a like li- another here's, game. Here's the thing, and I know you say you don't care about art style. The first ten hours of that game are super fucking barren. That and... Okay. I, I, I can give examples to where that one's the problem for It's me. the first, like, ten hours of the game where it feels barren and it feels like, what am I even doing here? Whereas the first ten hours... The first ten hours of Red Dead Redemption 1 are you walking off of a boat and walking into a town. The first ten hours of Red Dead Redemption 2 are you going and finding your lost friend and hunting wolves and stuff like that. So that's... To me, I feel like they did a way better job of just jumping you straight into the action in this game. And the second one, because the first one feels more like a movie to me. I think more things need to be. You ran a heist in like the that. first like ten fifteen minutes of, of Red Dead Two. I think you're right. I think more games need to have the right off the bat straight into action. Sort yeah, of me too. And movies too, TV shows, all of that. But um, my so it wasn't the problem was not that it was barren for me because I play barren games and they aren't and I like them because they're open and quiet. I don't like the right off the bat put me in a whole bunch of well, depending on the context. I don't like the right off the bat put me in a whole bunch of bad uh, put me in a bad area where I'm like I got no idea what to do. Yeah, but they did that really well in Red Dead too. So they did that really really well where they started out and you were you like hid out for a while or you had to clear the you had to clear like a campsite of whatever gang. And then once you cleared that campsite, you were able to actually, like, start the game. Like, they did a really good job of that. I, I liked it. Grand Theft Auto 1 or 5, they actually do that really well, too, where, like, the first mission is a bank robbery, and then the second mission is you stealing cars. 
we can, and they jump you right into it. They did a lot better. You know, we can we can compare it to a game I just started playing now. Rumroll. I haven't played it. Okay. So, first of all, uh, I'm a huge fan. By the way, we Batman. were talking about Cyberpunk 2077 20 minutes ago. Oh, yeah. I'm upset that it was... But I I think that... Okay, here's my real real problem. If they are telling the truth, and in this case the truth would be bad, because the truth is that the game was not to their standards, if they're, if that was the truth, then I think the game is never going to come out. Because I, I don't think they're ever going to... No, I, I... I don't think, they're, I don't they think had, it's ever going to be the standards. They had an investor call. If... However, if it's if they're if it's just so they can have a day one console release, that's what then, it is for sure. Then go then yeah okay. So that, here they had a they stuff. had a conference call with their investors, and what they were saying was that they kept finding bugs and they were having issues with the base Xbox version. So that right now they're just bug squashing, and I think the leak of the PS5 made them like, all right, fuck it, we're really just going all in with this. I I got. To me, that also still it's makes not it sound that, bad. Here's the thing. It's not... It sounds long. It's not that long. No, no. This one isn't that long. This this, this sounds like a post- bug squashing leak. But it sounds... It still sounds bad. It does, but here... So here's what I've been saying for a while, and I'm caping a little bit for them. But... There's a lot of things that are going to make the... This is for sure a what happened video. 1,000% Matt McMuscles is going to make this what happened video. But they restructured almost all of their corporate... Um, almost all their corporate structure because they expanded so so quickly. Number one. They got way more attention from this because Keanu Reeves and they rewrote the story for Keanu Reeves. Number two. So that already makes sense of why it took so long. The first delay... I, I didn't expect them to release in uh, April anyway. When they said April, I was like, are you sure? So, you know what I say. I say a cancel... I, I say a cancel game, it looks like it will forever look good. But I say a game that has had this much attention, and it comes out, it's always going to be disappointing. This has happened to many games. But I'm saying this, and if you bring up fucking dumbass Just Cause one more time. Oh, no man's guy this time. Here's the thing about No Man's Sky, though, and I keep saying this and you keep not listening to it. Oh, no, I listen to it. The pedigree of No Man's Sky was zero at best. Okay, what about uh, what about Ubisoft? Before No Man's Sky came out, the dude made Joe Danger, which was an Xbox Arcade side-scrolling trials knockoff. Okay, what about, what about like, Ubisoft? What about Ubisoft? So, they got, um, first of all, Assassin's Creed. Okay. Every every video every single trailer they, they, makes those games look amazing, and then right, it really comes because, out. Right. And it's kind of disappointing. Right, because and it's one simple reason they pump out one every year. Okay, then you got. Um, Not only do they pump out one every year, they haven't changed the core gameplay ever. Watch Dogs. What about the same thing? They pump out one every year and nah, they haven't changed. They, haven't, the, the they, core. Haven't, they didn't pump out one every year. They're only on. They've only. There's only been two so far. Well, the, okay, all right. No, yeah, you're right. So let's talk about Watch Dogs. The first Watch Dogs. They completely downgraded because the PS the PC version was better than the console version, so they completely downgraded it. So that took a while to do, because they took away huge aspects of the game, and then Watch Dogs Two barely even got released. It's a good game. It's fine, but it's a decent game. But that's the thing, and Ubisoft is not as major of a developer as they think they are. That's the problem. Okay, then you got 
uh, Fallout's. Every game makes those get every every year they make those trailers that no, makes no, no, it no, look no. amazing. Stop it, stop it! No, those trailers are ass every year. No, no, those trailers make it look like this hugely cinematic, almost Mad Max. No, they movie. don't. No, they don't. Re- I'm telling you, because I just I was I was watching a video about uh, about Fallout the other day, Fallout seventy six. Those trailers do not look good. People just love Fallout. No, I I watched the trailers for Fallout four. That looked four. Yeah, four. Uh, that it looked, does uh, not look good. I, I don't know that. Well, I remember the first time I got that. The first time I saw that video, and it was about the initial release. The first one they came out, I was like, "Okay, this looks interesting. This is like something I can get into." A po- uh, then I was like, "Okay." Also, they have a huge lore and story. I think okay, it, it looks so. Decent. Let's check out the launch trailer for Fallout Four. I'm turning down the system or my uh, my phone. All right, so this is Fallout Four, and this came out in 2015. Oh. Okay. That does not look good. No, no, maybe not the animations. That okay, animations look good. don't look good. None of this looks good. This wasn't the one I saw. I remember that they were is the trailer for Fallout no, Four. They were singing Country Roads. That's Fallout seventy six, and the landscape looks good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the landscapes are. Everybody makes landscapes look good. None of this game looks good. I don't know. Then you got, but then you also got uh, Far Cry. Far Cry is consistent. Has okay, Far Cry usually looks good. And Far Cry is actually probably their best game. It, best uh, like best performing. Yeah, but ultimately the games are kind of like... There's there's a there's a limit of story base. To me, my sweet spot for story games are okay, where there's so, pretty much only headcanon stories. Alright, so let's check out the trailer for Fallout 4. With for a Fallout little 76. bit of guidance. But. Again, this does not look good. The animation looks like it is late PS3. Okay, but look at it this way. If you look at it purely cosmetic-wise, so you can play as a giant robot thing. I don't remember what that was. That's You're on army, army property. So This doesn't look interesting. A nuked-out uh, nuked army uh, army base, kind of. I was like, okay, that's interesting. Okay, this came out in 20... Alright, let's see when this trailer came out. This trailer came out in 2018. But ultimately, the trailer's job is to make it look amazing. Right, but let's look at another trailer. I've never seen a trailer be realistic about this project, project saying like, hey, we this might not be for you. It's not, might not be the best game we've ever released. But I just think that if ever, every game, it's, it's happened to better games than, okay, than cool, Cyberpunk. Better studios so than look, Cyberpunk. So look, that was the trailer for Fallout 76. This is the trailer trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2 that came out in the same year. Okay. This trailer looks like absolutely incredible. Movie. It does look yeah, it does look pretty Quentin Tarantino. This trailer looks absolutely incredible. The landscapes mm-hmm. look better. Now, so how does it I don't not? It's not incredible, but it looks like a decent step up from Fallout. Like, it looks like, hey, we we just did what they're doing just better. That's, and that's a decent step up, but it's not like but absolutely look at incredibly the visuals amazing. Of the game, it looks like that fire looks realistic. The no, dirt well, being kicked up getting, looks realistic. The sky looks realistic. Like, I got are, Final Fantasy vibes vibes from that whole. Part of the trailer, right, but so. well, okay, and that um, still like it looks better than Fallout. That's my point. Oh yeah, again, and but it came Fallout's out in the same kind of a year. Low bar. No, it's not a low bar. How Fallout? 
Fallout made more money than Red Dead Redemption. Fallout almost no Fallout Four made more money than Red Dead Redemption. Fallout games are never good. That's the whole. Fallout games are consistently reason. scoring eights and nines on Metacritic. Yeah, but you're, they're consistently. But we don't care winning. about critics. They, no, but here's what I'm saying: the only metric that you have is is Game of the Year awards, and Metacritic scores for video games. So they're constantly in the top selling games. They're constantly high on Metacritic. They're constantly winning Game of the Year. Dude, I don't, I don't, I don't care about all this. All which these, is no, which is fine. But like, I how just, are, what I care about is which is fine. But how are you judging? Because right now it's just opinion based. Uh, yeah. But if you were to bait, like you can't say that. Oh, that's not even a good game, so it doesn't count. Like. All I'm, what I'm saying is that it's... You can say you don't no, like no, it, No, no, what so I'm saying care. is that what better games than Cyberpunk, better studios than, than CD Projekt Red like have 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 had trailers Ubisoft that made their, have a, pumped Ubisoft their game up an, so big only to have it kind of fail. Ubisoft is in a studio. Well, then just go EA. Just EA is not a studio. Okay, I don't... All I'm saying is that it has happened before. Right. It doesn't matter who that, they but, are. It just matters. It right. has happened. But here's the thing: this game's only been delayed twice. Isn't this the third? No. I don't think I believe. When that. was the first one? Oh, the first one they moved it back uh, from April to September, and then this is September to November. No. Oh, they they moved back. Uh, they moved back Wired City, I think. Or Night the City Night City Wire was yeah, supposed Night to be City on Wired. the 11th. And That's the, the one they moved back. Right. That was it, though. And they moved that moved that because of like worldwide protest and and. Uh, I mean, and for good reason. They moved it back for so when you look at other games that have been delayed twice, there's that's a big list. And also, people are like, "Oh man, this took seven years to make." Yeah, so did Grand Theft Auto Five. Like, what's your point? I'm saying that first of all, a game cannot be as good as people are pumping up to be. Yeah, Never can. can. Okay, yeah, Grand Theft Auto Five. Nah, your dream of what what could possibly be is always vastly more than it can deliver. No, I'm it's a, impossible I, for a game to deliver. No, it's not. I when think. I when I bought NBA when I got NBA Two K Twenty, I expected a very interesting tr- uh, story. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, it's new. impossible like, for a video game to deliver on your greatest expectations of the game. Why? Okay, why would you expect all that though? Like, you know what you're gonna get, especially if you've like been around video games. That's for a what while. I'm saying. Okay, but all I'm saying is that a game like Cyberpunk has my wildest expectations for Cyberpunk are like a cool Blade Runner world. I, and I, and That's it. my expectations, because, expect- ba- well, I've lowered my expectations to basically make it uh, uh, maybe slightly, like slightly better or worse. My expectations for GTA. Cyberpunk are That's like it. Grand Theft Auto, but in Blade Runner. And I'm and even then, I'm like, that's, I don't know. I, the only reason, I think Cyberpunk might be a good game Grand Theft Auto 5 even got delayed twice. And they just milk the heck out of that game. No, All like I'm the saying, original PS3 release got delayed twice. All I'm saying is that these games, because the the original PS3 release was not a, um, it was completed, but it still had DLC coming out. No, it didn't. <sighs> they sure. didn't release DLC for Grand Theft Auto Five. I don't know. They never I haven't did. looked into that, Look but I'm pretty sure it's false. What what the, uh-huh. the online came out a year later. All I know is the that online was free. All I know is that these there has been better better studios, producers, uh, game development centers, whatever you want to call them. There has been better studios, more well known studios than than Cyber uh, than CD Projekt Red have pumped their game up so highly. Just but, to have and here's fall the thing: flat. they haven't even pumped this game up that much. They had Keanu Reeves show up to E3. He's in the game. Okay. 
They had. He's a major uh, feature in the game. Like what more? They had a concert. Um, they showed she, a, her music is featured in the game. She's a, she actually helped that write is part of the story. What pumping it up is right, but nobody ever said that this is the great. This isn't Daikatana. This isn't John Romero taking a full page ad in every gaming magazine saying I'm gonna make you my bitch. Oh, this is yeah. them having a cool concert by an artist who has like major major features in the game and her own storyline and she did one song at the game awards which red dead redemption also did and halo also did and assassin's creed also did i'm just saying she did one song and it was off her upcoming album that came out two months after after the game you're awards. trying to prove me wrong and saying that they're not that they're this publicity they're making it huge when it, they're they're trying like everyone everyone microsoft even if they're not even paying these people Microsoft, Microsoft too, is, blowing is also making bit. it to, they're making it out to be like the biggest, most world shattering event in all of video games since video games were invented. And it's supposed the same to be thing with completely Red redefining everything. And mm. then all you, and then, even then you were disappointed by Red Dead. I didn't expect that much out of Red Dead. Okay. I don't um, expect. But anyway, no, I don't. I'm not one of those moon and stars people. I just don't expect. But anyway, no, I expected these a games... cool cowboy game from Red Dead, and I got a cool cowboy game. The camp system is broken, and the characters out. I mean, in the story, kind of drags here and there. But yeah, okay, fine. It's a 40 hour game. These what, like, games are. Well, my point was. I got exactly what I wanted out of Grand Theft Auto. You're okay. First of all, you might be. Saying maybe maybe your expectations you're. I bought Grand Theft Auto twice. And I've been playing. Maybe it for you five only years. blow things up publicly, but not into your head. You you still have realistic expectations for them. But what I'm saying is that you, as you can pump up a game that huge to like this massive grand scale, and it can fall flat, and it fall flat, and it probably will. There's more cases of it not falling flat though. What more? Cases Red Dead Redemption, are Grand Theft Auto Five. NBA 2K12. You're saying you I mean, can't find game. me a list of failed games? Define a failure. Uh, a game... No Man's Sky. That, that defines failure. Okay, no, see, that that wasn't even on my radar because the guy who made that game made Joe Danger before No Man's Sky. Okay, so then find me another one who... Uh, find me another one like that. I can guarantee you can. I can guarantee you there's a the huge only list one of that, failed like, games. But here's the thing. Most games, what, what ends up happening... Is that they end up fixing it within six months to a year? Street Fighter Cross Tekken, No Man's Sky is another example of that. They, Star Wars Battlefront, Star Wars okay. Battlefront Two. That okay? Those two games were are not fixed. They were just re released. Mm, no, that they, game is basically no, they've just been skin. rebalanced. No, re, no, both of them got rebalanced and had a lot more added to them. I played both, to and they both are. Have bad. you played them in the past five months? No. Right. You're. What? I, I ran through Star Wars Battlefront 2 a couple months ago. I tried it. All, all I know is they, they were both bad. But and all I'm these saying, games, if you, if you got a good developer, they get fixed and every game gets delayed. I don't expect anything out of Ubisoft because I know what their product is. You, I can find... Rockstar and CD Projekt are the only developers I'm like, okay, I gotta check you And out. I'm 100% certain that if you were to look into it at any time, you can find me a laundry list, a huge long list of people, of, of these games who everyone was so like, I'm these games are I'm really good. What is the point of this? Because you said that they're oh, not going to deliver that and I've said that my expectations aren't that high. My Well, they seem to be very high. But no, I've my, said for my like point three of months this, that this is just going to be Grand Theft Auto and a Blade My point of this is that I, um, 
I almost think it's gonna be underwhelming to its release. That is my in. That's my ending point. My the ending point is kind of don't I believe I the hype. Got that I was ever disappointed by, and even then, I can't really say that I was because I beat the game in a weekend because it was the only game I played. It was Mafia Three. I'm still like, don't believe the hype. And here's the thing, Mafia Three. I played Mafia One and Two, and there was a lot that like those games. There was a pedigree there. Now this new game also had a new developer, and I'm actually I'll put this on record. I love Hangar Thirteen. I, I thought what they did was great. I got the deluxe edition of Mafia Three, loved it. Now they where they fucked up was that the DLC didn't come out until like a year later. That's where they messed up. Bioshock Infinite loved it, thought it was great. Well, oh man, don't believe the hype. It's not okay. They changed. They changed like half that game too. I'm, and I, I still it. say, don't believe the hype. Like I enjoy it's, it. I, it's and, all hype. And here's what I'm saying: I don't. You tend to fall for the hype. No, pretty, I. Pretty I've already said that I don't. I've. Well, but I you mean, pre-ordered the game. I pre-ordered the game because it has a bunch of cool stuff that comes with it. What I noticed you do is you are okay with whatever you get after the fact. You have to be. I, I think what you do is you buy a game, you get disappointed with it, and then you play it again, and then you're like, eh, you know what? I bought it, so I'm not. You have to keep play going. more than once. You can't just like jump right into it. The first like ten minutes of Need for Speed here are boring as hell, and then actually went and then I just finished it not too long ago. It's good. It's a good game. It for me, it I seems like you tend it. to it's just power better. through games, power through all the bad parts to get to the one part you're like, you know what? This kind of makes all no, the work worth true, it. No, that's not true because I stopped. I stopped playing Red Dead. I stopped playing. Um, I stopped playing Modern Warfare. I stopped, there's a bunch of games that like were like, oh man, you gotta play this. I just stopped playing. I actually stopped playing Red Dead for the first one. I stopped playing Red Dead 1. Came back to it two years later. That's Revisited it and I was like, holy shit, this is actually really good. So I'm not saying you don't give games a second chance. I'm, I'm not saying to. that you you shouldn't do that. What I'm saying is that all I of the, playing your, no entire library, like your entire library is filled with second chances. No, it's not. You listed off three just now what red dead um red dead one which came out heat. 10 years ago um, Need for speed heat which i got on half for half price uh and then you, then you said another one i forgot that one but a bunch of games that i play i don't pay full price for because i'm getting them on sales number one i don't i rarely pre-order games number two the last game i pre-ordered before this was mafia 3 which came out in 2016 I just think that when a game comes out, I, got NBA I think 2K that it should be good free. enough. I think that for me personally, it needs to be good enough to make it so, hey, I don't want to stop enjoying this game. Right, I don't and that's how I felt down. about the last game I'm I not going to take a break from this. The last game I pre-ordered, I beat in a weekend because that's all I did that weekend. And I'm saying that it's so hard to find these games that I'm like, I don't want to stop playing this game. Like, there are games I will, like, usually what happens is I play a game... I either beat it or depending how long it is, almost beat it, and then uh, I'll t- I'll take a break for a little bit, go to a different game, then I'll come See, back to it. Here's the thing, but I'm almost all the way no, through. Here, here's how I know that that's not true. You still haven't finished Spider-Man. Oh, I'm almost done with it. And you haven't even set up your PlayStation in like a year. Uh, that's because I only set it up when I travel, really. Right. It's my Which, travel system. So and that's fine, but like you could set it up here. Also, I have set it up in a year because I just travel about. Three no, months but about. you have. You haven't played that. Like, when was the last time you like played it? Played it? Oh, literally. Same like with Fallen Order. Ago. I bought you Fallen Order for Christmas. That game. Um, and it's almost July. I mean, you heard what I had to say about that game. Um, 
But like that's I, the thing, and then, is that, uh, and then if you want to bring up Red Dead too, I could. Uh, I, I'm waiting that, on that mom. Came, so that mom wants to out. watch that. Okay, and that's the whole reason. I'm literally like two missions from the end. That game came out. Two I'm years just waiting ago, for mom. It. Oh yeah, I'm just waiting for mom to watch it. Literally, if you if you literally. In the way, that's like another right game now, that I, I tried to actually get through that I didn't like Outer Worlds. Uh, I stopped playing Outer Worlds too. Outer Worlds. Uh, the choice got repetitive. There's a bunch of games I just stopped playing because I was like, I don't like this. And if you look at my library, almost none of those games I paid full price for because I got them almost almost all of them on sale. Je- I, and NBA that's another K20 thing. A sale doesn't mean it's okay. Like, just because you didn't get something for full price doesn't mean it's See, okay. See, no, you're still jaded because you, for some reason, decided to pre-order Just Cause. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of, I... Which, still, again, that pedigree is so not that So, I don't regret... I don't regret pre-ordering the game. What I do regret... <laughs> Is the quality of the game. If I knew, I would have just thing. bought it day you one. You pre-ordered it off of, like, a trailer that didn't even show gameplay. Oh, it, well, it was all gameplay. No, it wasn't. It was... No, it, it wasn't. It said all the video... All, all, and then I watched I, every trailer, I watched leading, that trailer leading up to it, I watched too. that trailer with you, and all it was was a tornado, and Rico jumping into a tornado, and it said, Just Cause 4, pre-order now, and then you pre-ordered I, then, it off that. Uh, no, no, no. Because I watched every trailer, and I didn't have enough money to just, like, drop money and pre-order it. So I had to wait a little bit. Well, basically, I had enough time to rethink it, and I, I still you had like kept eight, it. you had like four months to rethink it. I even well, after you pre-order, you can even stick you can your cancel money out. right. Yeah, you can I cancel. Listen. That's and, why I don't regret it because I didn't. I GameStop didn't doesn't charge you your pre-order until a week before they ship it. Again, I don't regret that pre-order. I but regret no, like that, that the game was bad. I would, even then, I think that I it think that if bad, you revisited actually. it, it wouldn't be as bad as you think. It was disappointing. It was a game that, it was a game whose, it had just like small problems that just bothered me. Like, the water. It's, apparently it's still not fixed. Um, physics just airs all over the board. But, uh, oh, that's another game too that, that I stopped playing even though I should have loved it. Mad Max. The, oh yeah. I, and Shadow of War. I actually do play that game. Cause all those cool. games were made by, were made by the same studio. And I was like, oh, mm. I consistently played Mad Max. Right, you like, did. I didn't. I but that my like, Steam library. I played all the time, and I stopped it. It got. It was too boring. There's nothing. That's what I'm saying. Game. The pedigree for you, it wasn't good. But for me, I, I play a lot of their games. And that's the thing. Actually, it makes more sense for us to switch how we buy, because you should be the guy that's buying games on sale and trying them out here and there and experimenting. That's true. I find but a bunch of games that like I'm just like. Sales. That's my problem. Why are you ever waiting on anything like that? Waiting on a sale. Yeah, I just if I, I want just a game, I'm like, if I want a game, I'm like, like okay. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, I was like, oh man, I've been meaning to check this game out. Oh shit, it's on sale. Because my problem is that is that the game I want, like, I just... want this game, and then I'm like, but I don't have the money. It's like I can wait for when I do, and it might be on sale, but you know, I still might. I, I'm, it's about money. It's like I currently have the money right now, and I might not have it when it goes on sale. Well, that's why I don't is, tend though, to wait. I, and that's the problem with you is that you're buying these games expecting like, well, if I buy, well, what if I don't have it? No, just put it away. That's uh, why I'm, just put just put the money away. Just put the money to the side. Wait, so. Th- yes, put it hypothetically. Yes, put it to the side. But you know, things happen. Right. Oh, things no, happen I that understand. cost money. I just spent four hundred dollars this this month on stuff that I did not plan on. So instead of so yes I can put it aside, or I can. Okay, so when I'm planning on buying something, usually I do I okay, pick up ships okay. and stuff like Here, that. Here's to the problem. The here's the problem though. What was the last new game that you plan on buying? Rimworld came out in 2015. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
Um, new game, I don't really... Right, don't, so you're I don't buying new old games, games for the same prices. Yeah, and then you're getting disappointed that they're not up to the new games. No, no, level. no. My problem is that these new games are not up to these old games. But level. you're not even playing the new games. You just said that. Oh, no, no, no. So what I said was I'm not playing these these new games I'm playing. Because the newest game I bought and the newest game I played was Red Dead. And then Need for Speed Heat. I bought Need um, for Speed Heat. Well, yeah, I played it, though. You said new games I played. Um, if you're talking about new games I bought, I don't tend and to buy. And you didn't finish Heat. Ah, no, I got boring. Just too repetitive. Right, so you didn't... A lot of grinding. I don't like grinding. It's not that much. So it's just slow part in the game? Yeah, when you get... That's another thing. I don't want to power through slow parts. But there's certain parts of the game where the story's just not that interesting. And I get that. I get that you kind of need them too, but I get that... But what I... And actually, here's the thing about Need for Speed... Here's the thing about Need for Speed Heat. You don't like the races that get you the most progression. Oh, no, I hate street races. Which is, the, I know that's like the staple the of the only game. Way to get, yeah, that's the main part part, part of the game because that's the only way to progress. Those, those street races are difficult. That's why bad. you have a ton of money and no cars suspended on it is because you don't progress to the point where you're unlocking new cars. You're disregarding it an entire half of the game and then you're like, man, this game so is very good. So I'm only playing it for half, which again, but that's I'm what I'm saying. It. But that's what I'm saying. You These have, new games only appeal to half of them. You have to find what you like and the thing is, when you find what you like, you can't tell other people not to like it, but for the same reasons you don't. Nope, nope, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying don't believe the hype. And I said I don't. And I'm not saying you don't have to buy it. I'm just saying, you know, maybe give it some time uh, Give it some time after day one. Because day one's filled with bugs, usually. Maybe. And I'm saying, like, you know, I don't like giving things, I don't like depending on a game's... Uh, get, depending on me in like a year, future me to be like, hey, you know what? I've matured as a human. I'm going to play this game again. I, I want a game that's, that's like, fun. hey, right now it appeals to me and it appeals to all of me. But here's another thing I noticed too. Uh, you don't like console games. I, yeah, I learned that too. I don't really like it, so, so off rip, you shouldn't even be thinking about console games. Yeah, I I because you don't like console well, games. I didn't realize that until I got a PC, which was only like. And that, that's back, another so. thing too. So, the way that you buy games, if you don't like console games, you should be living on the Steam sales. Do you know how many games are being released for free on the Epic Store? One game a week gets released free on I Epic Game Store. I don't know why, because I've never had it before, but I always hated them. Again, I have no idea why. Feel like so it's, it's a bunch of arbitrary things. That, yeah, it's very arbitrary. It's a bunch of arbitrary things. Not a bunch. About just what one. you don't. No, you don't like console games. And you don't like Epic games. The, the console games are not arbitrary. It's fine. You don't have to like them. I'm not saying that you have to like them. I'm just saying that if you don't like console games and you and you primarily play PC games, you should be living on those sales. And yes, technically let's, let's you're see correct. On, let's see what's on sale right now. Nothing in my wish list. I know that. No, let's just see what's on sale. I have a I have a wish list so I get updates when they are on sale, and that's all. I also follow those games, but I know that I don't have a. I don't actually have no. Really... Let's look up Epic, what the free Epic game this week. Oh, uh, I think it was like Sith. No, I got that already. Get a free game every week with the with the Epic Game Store, so you can play a different game every week through Epic. Okay. Also, do you know how much like storage that takes up? You can download it. You can add it to your library without downloading it. So right now you have 
I also learned newer games. Pathway, you have Air, and you have what's coming soon. Oh, I get bad service up here. Stranger Stranger Things Three. You no, actually might like Stranger Things Three. Awful. No, I think you like Stranger Things Three. You also have uh, a game called Sludge Life and a game called uh, Thimbleweed Park. And I already bought this Humble Bundle. There is a Humble Bundle of a thousand games that got released for five dollars the other day. Humble bun, humble bundle for five dollars. Yeah, and then it released a thousand games. That's a lot. So you can have plenty of games. You're just like, yeah, I don't think that I never thought that you'd like Cyberpunk. And you remember because you also, don't like those. Type we've of also games. talked about this. These video games are a t- kind of pass pastime to me. Like I like them and I do play them and I do pay attention. And I do follow them, but ultimately if to you look, me, they're not my. They are not my they're not what I need to live in any way. No, no, These they're games not, that's are not it for me either. I don't, I don't really buy, even take them seriously I don't at buy some them. point. But the thing is, you should be ta- what you should be taking seriously is how something affects you. And if every time you play a game, you're just mad or you're disappointed, that's why I'm actually really happy that you bought RimWorld. Because, hey, you found a game that you like. That's Dude, the only thing you've been playing 30 for. 30 hours in three days? Yeah, that's, that's great. <laughs> that's too much. But that's too great. Too much. It's way too much. But that, I mean, and, and you're going to burn out from that. Eventually, it'll be like two or three hours, probably in the next week or so. Yeah, probably. But the thing is, if you found actually. your game, that's great. You don't like Grand Theft Auto. I love Grand Theft Auto. You don't like it. That's fine. That's all I'm saying is like, and I'm not telling you I don't believe the hype on RimWorld. I'm just saying, hey. Uh, if I uh, yeah, that's uh, what I'm also learning is there's certain things in a game that I like more. I like the strange like they they market it as a story, but it doesn't really have a story. Based Disco game Legion. that no, not that has too much of a story for me because I I played that and I was like ah it's interesting, but RimWorld has they say there's a story and they say it's AI storytelling, but they got like almost no story and it's very headcanony the way it works. So yeah, you like games so that like are kind of so, and this is why it'd be perfect for you. And this is why I'm saying relax when you tell other people not to believe the hype is because you've been burned by a bunch of console games that have promised a big story when all you really want is a game that allows you to flesh out your own story, which is what PC games are full of. Yeah. So I'm looking more into games like that. Yeah. And I, so my whole point of this whole thing was like, yo, stop telling people not like, oh, don't stop no. trying to damper people's excitement for games. No, I, I think you just, I think any reason, I think there's never a reason to not, there's always, always look a reason past to be, the life. There's the always hype. a reason to be excited though. Like I have looked past life and I'm excited for this game because it's my favorite setting. Now Cyberpunk, yeah, I'm like, I to me, I'm like, I hope it's good. I hope it proves me wrong in everything. I just, I think that... It's, and, and, I mean, and, especially when people enough. haven't been burned from... Oh, we're getting a really... We're getting um, updates on the 25th, and, and they've already given uh, pre-order copies to journalists. Or not pre-order, but they've already given copies to journalists. And the embargo is going to be lifted on the 25th, so we're going to see a lot on the 25th. The 25th is a make-or-break time, to be honest. That's five days, so... Yeah, it's we'll this see. week. It's Friday. We'll see. Or Thursday. So, yeah, this week is a make-or-break time, and honestly, I don't even expect you to like it after that. Because you don't like crime games, and you don't like open world games, and you don't like shooters. Oh, no, I love open world games. I, no, I, not like I this. Say that. I love... Okay, so, uh, we got... I, I like the open world aspect the only of GTA, op, GTA the, the, the only open world game that I've actually seen you really sit down and mess with is Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, in parts of Red Dead, but not really. So, I like a lot of the open world games. I, li- I like that it gives you a place to almost chill out and just absorb right. the surroundings. Right. You like scenery. Yeah. And that's why you were talking about, oh, Fallout 76 would look great. Eh. 
The scenery looks good. If you could play the games that Unreal releases to show off their scenery, I think you'd be happy. If you could play screens or oh, what do they call them? Tech demos. I think you'd be happy. I I actually do have a have, not tech demos, but games that are very short but show right. off your like. Right. I yeah. think you'd be happy with that, and that's basically, the thing, and that's why I keep trying tests. to tell you is that like, hey, stop telling people like what not to be excited for, especially. No, I'm not saying that. Their, I'm saying you, look you past keep the saying, hype. And I keep telling you, I did, and I'm still excited. Stop telling me to look past the hype when I already did that. I'm saying I'm I'm saying this game is based off a role playing game. And I'm saying I don't care. And role playing Witcher games, was based off of a book. No, role playing games have almost no story usually. That's not true at all. No, you create your own story. That's, no, that's still not true. You're saying no. Final D&D. Fantasy Kingdom Hearts. I'm no, I'm saying No, I'm but saying, this is a like, video game role playing game and you have a ton of stories in that. Final Fantasy Kingdom Hearts. I'm, um, but I'm saying it's based off of a D and D game, and that's fine. But you can base it off of anything, and you can change it. That's what I'm telling you. It's basically like, it's basically like they're like, hey, so you know this completely open world. Uh, this and they have the guy who created the role playing game as a major consultant and producer on the game, who's telling them what the story should be. Because you know, I found out I also don't like. I don't like these games that. Um, I don't like these sandbox games, basically. Let Alright, so we will wrap it up here. I had to go handle some business. Um, Nether Realm is up for sale from WB Games. Do you care? I don't know exactly what that means. Mortal Kombat and possibly Injustice might be on the move again. Like, what does that mean to the gaming industry? But that that's kind of like it doesn't really have WB. I think it's good if they if they're not with WB because WB is the one who's like making them do all the microtransactions and. Like, having them add, like, oh, no, we need Batman in this. Oh, we need so-and-so in this. But losing <laughs> out on Injustice. More games is always better. So, losing out on Injustice is probably a bad thing for the fighting game community, of which I am a member. And... Well, even for the comic book community. Injustice In released, the comic book community, yeah. Injustice released, like, what, like, seven issues or something like that? No, it's more, way more than that. They're an ongoing series. Oh, they're still going? Yeah. And that was all started So here's video, probably so. what's going to happen, honestly, with Injustice, is that, like, it'll still be released. It'll just be a different publisher. Are they going to release a third one? I personally think they should stop while they're ahead. Or at least... Average. I heard they're supposed to. I don't see a reason to stopping. But, I mean, the last one won Game of the Year. Funny Game of the Year, so... Wait, Injustice 2 won Funny yeah, Game of the Year? Yeah, that game sucks. It... Was Tekken unavailable or something? No, it was, but I, I think people just got really excited over Batman vs. Superman actually being a good game. <laughs> Plus, the gear system was actually really cool. There's some aspects that I like. So a lot of fighting mechanics I don't like. Well, yeah, so the, the fighting part game. that matters, but... Here's the thing, though. We were fine with it until I bought Tekken, and then we were like, hey, this game is kind of... Also, uh, <laughs> Dragon Ball, yeah, I'll destroy you in that anytime. But yeah, between Dragon Ball and Tekken and Guilty Gear and... There's just too many. I also tried Jump Force for a little bit. That game was kind of disappointing, but yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I guess this is the when you're spending ten dollars, ten hours without doing a job, and all basically your entire day is filled up with nothing to do. Just try stuff. That's what I've been just, telling you to do. Oh, that's what I've been doing. I've been just like trying things I wouldn't normally like. But I mean, the whole reason I bought RimWorld is because I was like, I might not like it, and this is definitely the time where I could put in like a good amount of time and then just thirty five hours it. on or thirty five dollars on a game that you might not like is kind of crazy. 
Well, you they had they they made their return policies a lot more lenient now. Oh, good. Okay. So yeah, uh, that's the reason. That was actually the day I bought it. I was like, the return policy. I was like, oh, it's pretty good. Okay, I'll do it. You get two weeks, or I think it was less than ten hours. Less than ten hours. Two weeks or less than like if you do ten hours in a day, then they're like, you can't so, return that. So they're expecting you to play, like fifty minutes a day. <sighs> I guess if you're really I mean, struggling, with it was the better game. than their no than no returns. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, but yeah, it turned out good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, all right, what uh, tenant coming out this week? You gonna go see it? I don't think it's coming out. I I, I don't think so. I if I even if it does, I don't think I'll see it. I want to see it. It's just kind of a risk. And nothing's open to see it in anyway. Yeah, I think, yeah, there's an AMC down, and I don't think the AMC down there is open. My favorite part is, dude, just just statistically at this point, I think everyone in this house has been exposed to corona. Because we've had it in our city, we've had it in our um, I'm in pretty our sure we state. had it. <laughs> like, at some point, even if you didn't, by now you've probably been exposed to it. There's, I don't think there's any way that we haven't. So, we're probably good. Yeah, I'm not trying to risk it, though. No, no. yeah, don't risk it. There's because no I can spread it to someone else who isn't good. Yeah, exactly. So there's no point. But, alright, I think that's going to be it for me. Thank you for reminding me about Cyberpunk, because i got to take a day off for that. Um, oh, man, that's a Friday, too. Oh, hell yeah. That's actually a good plan. Because <laughs> I'll get it on Thursday night, and I'll just upload it. I'll probably wonder if I'm on my Xbox by then. I'm definitely going to watch the Before You Buy, and then I'm going to get it. It comes out, like, two weeks later? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, some games it comes out the day of, some games it comes out right before, but ultimately it usually comes out two weeks, a week or two later. Yeah, which, well, fucking Thanksgiving. Right? Yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't help. Um, That just tells me that they get it at the same time as everybody else, though, that they okay, don't get cool. advanced copies, which is interesting. I thought they would have been getting advanced copies, but that just tells me that they don't get advanced copies, so it's actually not that big of a deal, but... Yeah. Alright, for uh, Legend, for Legend, this is Brave and the Grown-Up Kid, and uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye.